0: This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com.
1: All right, man.
2: Let's get this shit cracking, man. All right, man. I I was in a loving mood this week, you know, coming off the photograph. So it's about as romantic as I get up here.
0: Your brother, your father, your brother, your sister, everything, everything, you stay to the top, baby. I think I might wife her, you
2: know, of blue, rock away, with suit, white, like my niggas like her, she been with me through the grind, girl, you put in that top like Bill You got tight, used to hooky and chill, So I tight, plus she cook up a meal, had to hook up for real, more headaches and stress cause the child of all, it's all good cause I sex be my Tylenol, best baby dollar of all. shit the rest of you childish bras, give me the sex and I'm tired of y'all, give me the sex and I'm tired of y'all, tired of you, woo, That's a bar in itself. Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 86. I am your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. Mr. Galentine's Day. And Uh, I got my nigga with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? I hate
1: all them fake-ass holidays. How you make a fake holiday for the fake holiday?
2: Fam. Like, that's a
1: double negative. Fam.
2: Hey, what I would love is for all the literally hundreds of women who jumped in my DM that day to argue with me about Galentine's to jump in my DM when I'm posting podcast related shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. let's keep that support rolling since y'all love me so much. Uh, and this week in culture, we review the photograph starring Issa Rae, Lakeith Stanfield, Lil Real, Tiana Paris, Yolande Noel and Detroit's own Shantae Adams. Mm. Who killed that role as Christina Eames? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, famed photographer in the movie. So we're gonna get into all of that, man. But uh, first, welcome back from a long Valentine's Day weekend, man. How was your weekend, Jay?
1: Um, it was great, man. I can't even complain, dog. It was really good.
2: You had a Valentine, nigga.
1: Uh, you know, it was really good, man. It was a really good weekend. <laughs> it was a really good
2: weekend. Man. I had, I had hey, a, man. Had an excellent time. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas said he had a galentine. Hey, fuck yeah. it. Uh, and shout out to, uh, to all the Valentines out there, man. Shout out to everybody who joined us at the screening of the man, photograph. Love. Saturday night, man. All love. We had an amazing time. Um, I did cuss out the Imagine theater for not having a room in order And hey, you know i seen uh, i seen her reply back and then i went to the scent yeah and i was like oh this nigga Ed was in this yeah nigga. yeah yeah no i had to get a little head. spicy with shorty man um you know granted we were there a half hour early but have my room clean though like it, it ain't up to me to have to come tell y'all to clean the theater room. Like, come on, bro. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really just trying to get us some future discounts. But you feel sure, me? I, I, I know the vibes. Yeah, you already know the vibes, man. Uh, but shout out to everybody that joined us. We had an amazing discussion post movie. Yeah. Um, which which I took some notes during, and it helped me sort of formulate my thoughts going into the review. So, um. Oh. Yeah, man, I in, in general, before we get into the review and all that, we got plenty other stuff I want to talk about, but in general, though, how'd you feel about the movie, man?
1: I really liked the movie, though. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I enjoyed myself. I wasn't, I, I was never watching a movie like, I'm not enjoying this, oh, yeah. this is a low point. Like, I, yeah. I enjoyed the whole movie.
2: Yeah, man, and uh, shit, apparently so did America. um, It came in fourth at the box office this week among some really big hitters, Sonic, You can't beat cartoons like ever, especially a classic like Sonic. Uh, um, Birds of Prey, which is the Harley Quinn sort of extension from DC Comics. Again, another thing that's pretty difficult to beat out. Uh, What else? All I know is it made, I think they said it was coming in around 13.3 mil. It costs, I want to say, 12 mil to make or maybe 11. So... It's tracking. They didn't already beat what they needed to beat. And, um, it's got a good cinema score too. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes cinema score fandango. It looks like it's at like a 78, 77% from critics and fans. So it's right around what I would have rated it. Yeah. I said my opinion at the, uh, at the screening. I thought it was about a seven and a half. You know what I'm saying? It was like you said, it was entertaining all the way through. I never felt like. I'm not enjoying myself. I lit- I, yeah. I genuinely cracked the fuck up. Lil Rel was perfect. Hey, Lil Rel killed it. Lil killed He was Shout out to Lil Rel, man. And I felt like...
1: Like there was one scene where they let him, they let him get the jokes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like they yeah. didn't. St- Usually they. You could tell he was freestyling too. Yeah, like, yeah. They they never cut. They, they was, was like, just like, dude you? It was like,
1: nah, this shit's so good, we can't cut this. Yeah. And I was happy. It and was I, a little. It was a little longer.
2: Yeah. Than what you yeah. expect in the movie, but like this shit was funny and it was real. Like yeah. that's how you really interact with your brother when you got a new girl. Like Facts. and and yeah, man. But we're gonna talk about all of that uh, before we get into anything, though. I do want to say I just saw this on the way up the elevator. Rest in peace to two of our black queens, man, two black actresses. First is Esther Scott. I'm going to read off some of the things Esther Scott was in, just in case you might not recognize the name. Uh, She played, you remember, I know Jay remember, you remember the girl that Cuba Gooding was messing with in boys in the hood? Yes. At the beginning, she played the mama that walked in from church early. Um, um, but she yeah, been in a face. yeah, she been in a few other things: Birth of a Nation, Senseless, Pursuit of Happiness. You got served. She was Omarion and them grandma. Um, and she passed earlier today. Uh, so rest in peace to her. She passed at sixty six. I I didn't realize uh, that she was so young. And then also another rest in peace to Janet Dubois. If you don't know Janet Dubois by that name, you might know her as Walona from Good Times. man. Oh, wow. Just passed today at 74, man, the ripe age of 74. Uh, in addition to Good Times, she was also a voice actress on the PJs. Uh, she was in Charlie's Angels back in 2003. And in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, another uh, black classic, man. So we just lost both both of those uh, young black queens today man so I want to shoot out a rest in peace uh to both of them man yeah, and that's uh man. yeah man wanted to throw that out there uh on to a little bit lighter yeah, there's news there's only one Wallona though Oh you can't whoo now um did you watch the um Good Times remake yeah, that was yep. on ABC and that was the critique I had well one of few critiques I had was now Wallona she wasn't giving me that Walona, dog. No. Walona and Thelma specifically. Yeah, Thelma didn't work. Didn't give me what the old Walona and Thelma used to give me. And if you were young,
1: and what's so funny is like I brought up the original. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And on YouTube and yeah. watch it like. These that exact scene by scene, yes. over,
2: But like you're not delivering it. No, nah, they hit different. Like yeah. Walona really played that role, like for real, for real. Um. So yeah, that's that's a big loss. Uh, from from not just black cinema, but from cinema in general, man. But uh, on a, a brighter note, shout out to the queen, God Cicely Tyson. She was recently inducted into uh the 2020 TV Hall of Fame at the ripe young age of 95. I don't know why it took 95 years for her to catch that TV Hall of Fame induction, but she was inducted. Well, maybe... I don't know how that works. Well, maybe
1: because most of her... Maybe she did more t- movies more, than TV. Mo-
2: that's the only thing that I could like make sense of, because I'm like, but Cicely ain't new out here.
1: I've done so many movies that end up playing on TV, you might as well give me the role because my Facts. movies end up on TV anyway. Facts. And people know me from TV because they wasn't around 50 years ago.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, well, uh, we're going to shout out, and I don't know who oversees the TV Hall of Fame, but shout out to them. Shout out to the Pistons who just bought out Reggie Jackson. Mm, get him up out of here. Get
1: him up out of here. We definitely officially rebuild him.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get rid of your best player, one of your best players with drumming. Uh, I think D. Rose came in and snatched that best player. But Drummond, one of your best, even though I get the... What's crazy is uh,
1: D. Rose stats right now are almost identical to his MVP year.
2: Yeah. yeah. he ball- But he was balling like this in Minnesota and didn't nobody see it. So the Pistons made out getting D-Rose the way they did. It's just unfortunate that they're not having the playoff year that they had last year um, when Blake was playing so crazy because had they been able to put two and two together, they could be doing something. But, yeah, man, they rebuilding. I appreciate D-Rose being on the team, even as a Laker fan. I would like to see him go on a playoff contender, though.
1: They said something about they didn't trade him because they promised that they wasn't going to trade him.
2: yeah. And he said he loves it here, which I imagine that Midwest vibe. Being yeah. from Chicago, you four hours away, I can't imagine you hating a city that you probably feel at home to. But. And it's
1: probably it's less probably less pressure for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, let me just go out here and hoop. That and he doing it, he doing it. That boy balling, man. Um, some other stuff I want to jump to. Do uh, you see Omar Epps added to Power Book Four raising Canine Cast? I'm so disgusted
1: <laughs> with, with with what the fuck these niggas then did, dog. Y'all didn't took y'all done killed ghosts and y'all brung everybody yeah. back?
2: Yeah. They brung everybody back and now they adding other heavy hitters. Like now it's like, Omari, you officially unemployed, my nigga. Did Omari do something? I think Omari quit. That's the only thing. So this none of this is uh founded at all. This is all and just thinking what I'm thinking. I think. Omari hit one of them points where he felt like, as an actor and artist, I don't want to be locked into this character. It's too late, nigga. And it's too late. <laughs> After six, six seasons, in. nigga, you're ghost no matter what you do. But I feel like the pressure of maybe wanting to be something else and play other roles and feeling like you boxed in, that's the only thing I can imagine.
1: Nigga tried to pull a Tony Childs. Didn't aye, work out.
2: Hey. Ruined girlfriends because you wanted to go aye. and be solo. And was- Tony Childs. Was in like one movie at the time when she left, and then that movie career ain't developed the way that you thought it was.
1: Cause she was like the coldest girl at work.
2: Facts. Cause Facts. the
1: coldest girl at work ain't you don't you a ten at, you a work yeah. ten. Now I don't, I don't, I'm not putting that on her looks yeah. or anything like that. But oh like, no no
2: no! I know exactly when what you like.
1: Saying. Yeah. I'm the man on this set. I got a I got a certain type of this. Like is this gonna translate? Yeah. It
2: don't always translate. She was she was the standout character on a show. Full of standout characters. Um, that Tony Childs was the Maxine Shaw. She was the the I don't know, Pam from Martin. Like you were sort of that you were the friend that
1: the Jack A. Harris, the Jack
2: A. Harris. Two two seven. The, Har- the Wallona. Yeah. You was the Wallona. Rest in peace. Like she was that sort of character and she wanted to develop on her own, which I ain't mad at. But there's so much evidence in Hollywood that that doesn't always work.
1: You got to do that man. at the same time. You got to. Don't 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 lose your bread and butter.
2: Facts. Don't stop the cash cow just for you to go milk over here on another farm. Like you could go eat over there too. But like, still um, keep this ball rolling, man.
1: Though I do want to get out of my 9 to 5 sometimes. Yeah. But like I don't want to give up the money and the benefits just because.
2: Yeah. I'd rather keep that. Yeah. And get extra and you know what, though? It's kind of a similar conversation we're going to have later when we start talking about the photograph, but like, she went and followed a dream, right? I yeah. want to be the leading lady. I want to be the the main one. It can't just be Tracy Ellis Ross. I ain't behind no Tracy Ellis Ross. I ain't I'm got, just I'm as good. not Ross. Yeah. My name like, ain't. Yeah. I ain't living on my mother's last name. Not that Tracy Ellis Ross yeah. is, but that's the, the thought process. At here. that
1: time, we didn't know who she
2: was. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you could step out on faith and step out on a dream, which is awesome. But just know that your your faith might have put you in the position you're in right now to be able to maybe explore some other opportunities while being a star of a hit show. Like, don't leave yet till you figure out exactly where you're going. And unfortunately, you know, she ain't been in too much um since then. And I don't know, man. I don't know what Omari's plan is. Like I said, I could have totally made that up that he was tired of being known as Ghost. But Everybody involved in the show is returning except him. Tommy, Saks, Tasha, Tariq, the, the kid that was Tariq's roommate at show. Like. How the fuck Saks make it back, dog? How Tate make it back? Like, we talking about niggas that literally weren't uh intricate players in this story, man. Like, like nigga, you got you about, you got my
1: whole fucking childhood in this shit now. Yeah. You got meth. You got Facts. Omar Epps. Mary J. You got Mary J. You got yeah. uh Naturi
2: seven oh two, you know what I'm like, saying? Damn. Or like y'all, really, whatever group she was.
1: Y'all in. really trying to like less because like by default, like you got Omar yeah. Epps, you got Method Man, three like, Epps. Come on, dog. Like yeah. we going I'm,
2: I'm gonna look at it. So the Omar Epps casting is wild well too. So when it got announced, a few people sent that to me, and it was like, who you think he gonna play? So I, you know, I, I thought about. I'm like, in raising Kanan, maybe he plays Breeze. And the reason I said that is because Kanan is. The, nah, he too old to play Breeze but here's the thing though we don't know because I mean yeah probably because Omar Epps or not Omar Epps pardon me Omari would say that Breeze was like a brother to him so you would imagine they'd get a character that was similar in age but on the flip side I'm also looking at it like you pick up an actor as big as Omar Epps, same thing we said about Lorenz Tate. I would think you're gonna make him a central player in that.
1: Know, Omar Epps is on This Is Us too. Yeah. yeah. But he's not like a giant
2: part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So But know. that's also a, a giant giant show, yeah, yeah, and a giant platform. Raising Kanan at this point ain't even a platform. Like, it just got picked up and could very well not play out. Like, we just never know. But uh, shout out to Omar Epps, man. I hope whatever they do, they don't Lorenz take that character, man. You picking up actors that really get in their bag, bro.
1: Have Lorenz and um, Omar ever been on, se- on set?
2: Together? Because
1: that could be an interesting dynamic. I wouldn't I mind that.
2: But see, I don't know if they would do that because Lorenz they... going to be over on y'all his want, power book. Y'all need some crossovers. They do. Because, like, how can you not? yeah. You in would the think, same though, city. right? You would think, but knowing Power, they'll get, figure out a way to not. I can get why Tommy wouldn't
1: cross over much. You're, in a different yeah, st- yeah, you're yeah. on a different side of the country. Yeah. But I don't know.
2: We'll see, man. But I also think uh, Power Book 2, Ghost, and Power Book 3 with Tate, or whichever one Tate's is, I think those are going to be the only two that are like current day because these other ones is prequels. They they feel like well Tommy going to be. a uh, Well, oh, and Tommy will be current day. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and his was power book five. So, yeah, we'll see. But that Canaan one, I don't know, man. I don't know what they would have Omar Epps doing. So but this
1: gonna be the the issue when they try to do all that. If these shows aren't on at the same time. Yeah. Then I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to keep back hopping back and forth with time.
2: So they're going to do again, going back to, to their name, the power verse they're going to try to spread all these out throughout the year so they always have a Power-type show on. Because, like, having... It's no reason that Power Book 2 didn't come on immediately after Power if you're going to be picking it up on the show two days after yeah. Power ended, because, Y'all should have had that ready to go.
1: So if y'all run... Say you run that shit in the summertime, right?
2: Yeah, which they said that's the plan.
1: All right, boom. And then once it come fall, wintertime, if Tommy come back home, what time... How long is it going to be for Tommy? Is it going to be what time he did when he left New York and we got to do like a back in, back in, back in the, back in the past type shit.
2: Mm, You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I don't want to, Oh, this was six months ago and we all got to keep adjusting. Like, come on, man.
2: Yeah, man, it's it's interesting what they trying to do, but I'm not sure if I'm interested because I want to see it or if because I know I'm right about it being a train wreck. Yeah. Cause they're doing too much, man. But uh we'll see. Shout out to Omar Epps, man. A legend indeed. Um, what else we got going on? Netflix picked up the Nipsey Doc. The Ava DuVernay produced Nipsey Doc, produced and directed. I'm I'm so Yeah, I I mean, you you're talking about Ava who's already done 13th. Who already did, uh, when they see us, um, which wasn't a documentary, but, uh, as closely related to a doc about the, uh, the, the five as we could get. And now the Nipsey doc? Come on, man. I'm sold off Nipsey and, and off Ava. Like it's just, you watch her new show, Cherish Today. I haven't yet. So it's three episodes available now. I started one last night and I fell asleep.
1: Only didn't, only reason I haven't watched it yet because I know we, we want to talk about the it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. and that's knock this out and then sort of move from yeah. there. But by the time we're able to talk about that, it'll be at least these three. I don't know what day it comes on, but at least three will be available. When I got on demand, it was three last night. So I will tell you all this now.
1: Go watch it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In advance. Y'all get caught up. Y'all get caught up. Because what I would like to do, especially if it turns out to be of interest, Um, I would like to get the weeklies going with it uh, instead of, you know, breaking it up like we had to do Love Is, because as we saw with Love Is, it's no guarantee that it'll be back for a second season, even when one is announced. (laughs) So, um, But yeah, man, y'all let us know what y'all think about Cherish today. What else is going on on TV? Viola Davis will be playing Michelle Obama in the Showtime series First Ladies. Why? Apparently it was supposed to be like a, a quick little like, Short series like a little. Ramona not available. I have no idea because <laughs> Ramona. Ramona looks way more, but I I don't know if she's supposed to be playing like current day or young. I don't can't be playing younger. No offense to Viola Davis, but so they don't look they don't look alike. But I'm never you know me. I got my my thoughts on should you look more like the person or should you be a good actor and pull off the role. But how can I don't you, know.
1: You a lot older than her too, ain't she?
2: I let's see. Let's look that up. Viola Davis is 54 Michelle
1: they probably run the same age
2: Obama you. is 56 so she a couple years younger <laughs> Hey hey <laughs> <laughs> Hey that's what the nigga got at Hey <laughs> Um yeah man but Viola Davis going to be playing her in First Ladies which will be airing on Showtime Oh, a real big shout out. I know there's a lot going on about D-Wade and Gabrielle Union this week. I ain't going to talk about that. Let their family do what their family do. But a big shout out to both of them. So you remember hearing the story about the kid, DeAndre Arnold, who they said had to cut off his dreadlocks if he wanted to walk. Mm -hmm. He couldn't graduate. Uh, D-Wade and Gabrielle Union took him to the Oscars with him last week or weekend before last. So
1: So did he have to cut his dreads off or not?
2: No, nah, he's still like, oh, he said he wasn't cutting his dreads. So the school said he can't walk, which walking ain't shit. Hey, but fuck it. They took him to the Oscars and let that little nigga be great. So shout out to them. I but know. he ain't cutting his dreads. I'm I'm with that. Nigga, fuck walking. Walking don't really mean shit.
1: So I'm going to take you to this racist ass organization <laughs> after you're being treated by a racist. <laughs>
2: okay. Fuck it. Nigga turned up, though. Bet he went in there and did some TikTok shit. <laughs> well, uh, what else I got going on? Doo, doo, doo. Oh, you see Monique continuing her attack on Oprah. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> uh, but she know she came here. Monique, yeah. Oh shit, what she was doing here? She did a show. Complaining. With she ain't telling no jokes. I don't believe it. So listen,
1: we Monique did, ain't got no uh, fucking jokes. Me and Dane was guest on the Spam Report podcast like a okay. uh, week and a half two weeks ago, and he was like, she came to Motor City Soundboard. And I'm like, to do what? She was like, to tell jokes. I was like, it was just her? Yeah. And I'm like, and it was funny? She was like, you like, yeah. And I Get guess. Get the
2: fuck out of here.
1: I was like, when did
2: that happen? I have, and yo, my parents go to so many stand up shows, specifically at Motor City and the Fox, like the big boys. They ain't mentioned. And my dad loved Monique. Like, And I guess it was in the summertime. Oh, shit. I had no clue, bro. Me either. That's crazy. Well, shout out to her. She posted uh she took it down. So I guess she knew she was uh she was wrong, but she had posted a video of Oprah interviewing Tony Braxton back in the day. And Oprah was kind of digging in about how Tony handled her finances. This is back when Tony was broke and bankrupt and that whole situation. Mm-hmm. And uh she she captioned the video. If you think Oprah only demeans black men, it's because black women the black women have been made virtually invisible. See for yourself how she treats our sister Toni Braxton in case you forgot or never knew. I love his like, life.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't like this shit, dog.
2: I hate what Monique doing, dog. Like
1: you be taking real issues and you like flaunting them up.
2: Yeah. For, for your you. own
1: personal gain.
2: I've never Have you ever known her to be in this light before? Hey sh- hell no but shout out to my homegirl to that point who i'm looking at my screenshot right now her comment is showing she said i'm just waiting to see the receipts of monique supporting us the way she says she loves us it can't be only when it's convenient for folks to have your back there it is like
1: i'm not i'm not doing the whole oprah shit no more right man um but like why do we want oprah specifically so bad to say something about white people or, or or whatever, like, like then then what happens? All right, fine. Nothing. Let's just say Oprah comes out and was like, "Hey, man, Harvey a, a piece of shit, the whole nine yards." Do we then look at the people that we've been? Do we can we then talk about R. Kelly? Can we then talk about? Uh, Russell Simmons or, nah. like... It's like, nah. the, y'all only... Like, as y'all we're avoidant, gonna discuss
2: when we get to the photograph, these niggas will never be satisfied. Like, you, you I get it.
1: I, I understand the
2: hypocrisy, the whole...
1: Nah, mm-hmm. nah, I, I get everybody pointing out. But, like, once that's been addressed, now what?
2: Nothing. That's the thing. There will be no response to... I
1: never went to Oprah as, like, my, my, my moral compass. Like, yeah. I don't get the fascinating. fuck her. I don't like her already. Yeah. But like why is that everybody but what about like why do people care so much about this
2: lady? And and my thing with cause we never discussed the, the Gail King Kobe comments uh in the interview with Lisa Leslie. Um my thing with all of them I don't care enough. Um I'm not again I I don't have I don't I'm not here for Oprah. I'm not mad at Oprah. I just don't care. Like, I'm not, to your point, I'm not looking to Oprah to go interview Harvey Weinstein for me to say that Harvey Weinstein's a creep. I have my own eyes. I can say that right now based on everything I know. So I don't need her to do it, but also didn't need her to do that before she said that Russell Simmons was a creep. I didn't need that to happen for me to qualify like one doesn't qualify. To it other. doesn't. And that's my that's my whole argument.
1: And I'm cool with people pointing out hypocrisy. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. But like now. My what? thing with
2: Monique though, in pointing out hypocrisy, you can't point out hypocrisy while being a hypocrite yourself. Right. You also can't point out hypocrisy while not doing the thing that you're telling me that people aren't allowing you to do, which is get up and do your stand up. Because that's where all is don't talk to me about Netflix in an effort to shun Oprah. Don't talk to me about Oprah when your whole thing was Netflix played me because I'm a black woman. Like, figure out the point you're trying to make and then make it. But right now it seemed like, oh, I got a little bit of light based on this one situation. I don't like that. I'm going to snatch the fucking wool off everything that I've ever had a problem
1: with. Because you end up hurting people who got real plights. Facts. That's not a good
2: thing. Because if there is a black, while you're doing that, Tiffany Haddish got two shows on Netflix. And maybe people don't think they are funny. Maybe people ain't even watching them. I don't know. That's not up to me. But she didn't go into Netflix telling her what she was worth and what she deserved and spiting them for not giving it to her. She said, let me take what you offer. And then from that, she got a second show less than a year later. Like sometimes, Monique, just go in and do your job. I didn't like when she did an interview
1: with Charlamagne. She said he was he was. um, What's the nigga in Django and shit? Uh, oh,
2: the uh, Samuel L. Jackson character, like yeah, you yeah. leading
1: your wife into this. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that was. I thought oh, that she was started too much. Going crazy. Like I thought that was too much. Yeah. It wasn't a. It wasn't an accurate analogy. Um, it's okay that people don't believe you because I'm one of the people who don't believe you. Yeah. Um. Well, it's not even about a believing you because there's nothing. There's.
2: You just came. She came up with some very specific things, to not have like valid points to to back up her argument like you were you came out with hearsay or how you felt like it was all emotion it was yo they didn't give me more than or offer me more than 500k it's because i'm a black woman
1: no because look what they
2: offered all these men and then these white women come on man
1: or like people don't like you i can't control my perception yeah what you think about me is none of my business but like i can't make somebody give me more of their money Like there is no, there's no quote unquote right to another person's money.
2: Yeah. And like me and Jay love this podcast. We could walk into any of the podcast studio. We could walk into Spotify right now and say, yo, Spotify, we want a million dollars contract. We'll do this pod for a year. If Spotify said, eh, y'all ain't there yet. When I look at the at the views and the... I'm y'all like, ain't had a million yet.
1: Like, look, man. We didn't grow month over month, yeah. year over year. Yeah. I got We got people that show
2: up for this. Yep. If y'all don't take us, it's because y'all racist. No. It's the only reason. It's no. the only logical reason. And I'm looking at Spotify crazy when the whole time they are looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> Monique, again, the stand-up show that she had on Netflix, I don't know if it's still there, but where she was performing in front of the women prisoners. Yeah. Um, that was one of the lowest rated, lowest stream Netflix shows on the platform. And Netflix got a lot of bullshit on their platform. So Netflix don't even know how to make money yet. They've been in debt since they started the streaming platform. Like, Explain like, to me how me giving
1: $90 million to Dave Chappelle makes Netflix money. Because in order for them to get money from you, from having your special on there, someone who does not have Netflix has to say, hmm this special was so good. I'll go ahead and put my credit card information in yeah. and pay X amount of money for that one month. And, and the, the how business works is yeah. I know what it takes to get X amount of people to sign up. Yep. And based on this many people signing up and putting their information in, I know how many of those people percentage wise is actually going to forget after 30 days. And after that, and after sixty days, so like it's a it's a specific metric of content that they can pull viewers in. Like I don't know that insert not even Monique. Yeah. I don't know that Mike Epps is about to be like, hey, we all got to get the Mike Epps doc, so yeah. let's go buy Netflix. No.
2: And here's the thing: Mike Epps has had like I think some million two, of them bitches on there. <laughs> he's had like two Netflix exclusives, and then he has other former. Uh, Mike stand-ups that are on Netflix and it's like dog when you think about that alone like yo fam all she had to do was take that first one if she was looking to expand Netflix as a because you take the first one you see what your streams are and then you go back in there and you argue the point they might have made for not giving you the millions by saying yo look what it did because she had such a platform at that moment give it away for free fam you could have put that on YouTube 100%. And then went back and said, "Look how many views I got on YouTube."
1: Look at Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz Boom. just got more than
2: than than, than, than she was offered. Yeah. All that to say, Monique, whatever your argument is, don't pull up no Tony Braxton clips uh of Oprah interviewing her cuz it's just you not arguing See, this, what you are. This is bro. this
1: is this is legitimately propaganda. Yeah. I'm trying to turn whether Oprah is a piece of shit or not. Uh, I'm trying to turn black people against you and I know how to get black people on my tie. Say something was racist and yeah. they going to ride. Say something was sexist and they going to ride. That's whack to me.
2: Yeah. Trump just did that shit this week, right? And will continue to do so.
1: Like, oh, y'all hate that racist shit. Yeah, Bloomberg is a racist. Oh yeah. my god.
2: Hey. Yeah. And now watch watch Bloomberg jump in as the Democratic his, representative. This week his, his 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 numbers are going crazy. They're going crazy. And if we end up with him on the right or on the left and Trump on the right, Yo,
1: <laughs> and nigga will argue, and nigga will argue Yo. with you to say that if you didn't vote, you part of the problem. Yeah. Nigga, you want to get shot in the thigh or the foot? I don't. Hey. I mean, hey, like, hey,
2: I want <laughs> to get stabbed in the heart yeah. with a knife or with a sword. Like, hey. I, <laughs> all that shit finna hurt. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling know. you now, the direction we headed finna be wild, yeah. man. Anyway, anyway, uh, on that note, let's get into the photograph, bro. Yeah, man. let's get into this movie, dog. Man, um, you know what?
1: Before you. Man, did you listen to the photograph um soundtrack? Soundtrack or the playlist. Yes, yes. Because the soundtrack, the playlist has every song yeah. in the order that they came on in yeah, the movie.
2: Yeah, and they're they're named as the scene of the movie, like it's a description of what was happening mm. when it played. Um, shout out to the the great Robert Glasper, man. His whole album was on there. If if you're not familiar with Robert Glasper, Get familiar, or don't tell me you want to hear some dope-ass music, dog. Like, Robert Glasper and the Black Experiment 1 and 2. Oh, man. Oh, man. man cue that
1: shit up, dog. Hold
2: up, man. They think this That's what I
1: was trying to get again. to. I've been riding to this uh, playlist for a couple of days.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, you want to start it with the lucky day or, or just go got, into the opening?
1: So, this is this the one that you got?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the... Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, uh, uh Oh, no, no, no. See, I'm looking at the soundtrack.
1: Uh-uh. See, this right here, this playlist, yeah. this is exactly the-
2: See, the playlist, yeah, yeah, yeah. The So they're similar. Okay. Here, the the only songs that are on that that aren't on this are the ones that weren't originally for the movie, like Umi Says and- Because that was on yeah, just yeah, the yeah, third yeah, joint yeah. on here.
1: Like, I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah. Here, cue up your playlist just because it got- should be all the same songs plus the the additional joints. Honestly, the score. Psh, this was the standout in the movie. Like this, this made the movie worthwhile, bro.
1: It's a good parent.
2: And they don't know nothing about this Anderson Pod. Huh? It's also the first song on that Ants Body and Soul Volume Four coming soon. Apple Music playlist only. Hey.
1: The Robert Glasper.
2: Hey, he killed this, bro. That's what made this such a good date movie. Because it really puts you in that, that mode. Yeah.
1: I like scenes where like this is playing and the, the audio of this is up high. Yeah. And they'll fade into them. Yeah. Um, at the table. You can kind of hear them talking, but not talking. Yeah. And you just this is like the backdrop of fun and, and, and date stuff
2: happening. Specifically with the the music that was similar to this, where it was like jazz sonnets, yeah, that's what put me in the Love Jones sort of space, and not the movie necessarily, yeah. but that open mic night poetry sort of vibe, like it mm. made me feel like I was on the date, wow Like it just gave you that world, man. These is vibes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all don't know the fucking vibes, I don't know what to tell you. Matter of fact. I think they need to learn these vibes. Yeah, they do. Oh, man. When y'all hear that can crack, that means your man back. I don't want to crack this can. beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to crack this can right now.
2: <laughs> I need y'all to know how I feel right now.
1: This Corona is not a virus. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Drinking this Corona premiere.
0: Y'all, y'all
2: it's only nine calories. Nine
1: calories. Y'all might not even hear this episode because this shit is being dog. Hey, no, <laughs> this shit getting pulled as soon as we hit this shit it. gonna be muted for eight minutes <laughs>
2: straight. <laughs> hey uh, man, so here we are, man. We got the photograph, long time coming. Uh, directed by Stella Mcgee, who also directed. Hang on, because I just recently watched this on Netflix. I didn't realize she was the same uh, director some movie on netflix also black called the weekend Mm -hmm. um pretty entertaining joint uh it had yolan noel in there that's daniel from insecure he was in the in the weekend um also starred tone bell who's a Funny comedian, uh, and and it had a few familiar faces in there. Kim Whitley was in there, but it was on Netflix, and I recently watched that. Had no clue this was the same director. So shout out to Stella McGee,
1: and it was called The Weekend. The Weekend. The Weekend. The Weekend. Check it out. Yeah,
2: check that out on Netflix. It's entertainment.
1: Ramley found uh, love. What was the name of this shit? Like love jacked. That's um, what
2: you hit me about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that was pretty good, man. It mm-hmm. was a, it was like I like, sort of like the movie The Photograph. I just like a movie that white people can get away with, and it don't have to be the most spectacular yes. fucking rom com of all time. Like, dog, it was just a cool little movie. I laugh. Mike Epps was in it. That's exactly. It was a couple of people like. Yep. I, I thought it was like I was like, oh, this shit kind of funny. Like I kind of knew where it was kind of going, and then it kind of like it's
2: just a good movie. So, well, the first the photograph was uh, produced by Will Packer, okay. who's familiar with those types of movies anyway right uh think like a man girls trip night school stomp the yard no good deed what men want little like he was involved in all that think like a man too breaking in takers like so he's familiar with black movies both on the rom-com side and on the action and drama side as well um but to your point so I, i know i mentioned this to jay uh saturday one thing that that this movie made me think about going back to another black movie Queen and Slim go check out our review of Queen and Slim if y'all haven't already When Slim said to her why do black folks always feel the need to be excellent why can't we just be ourselves And when I went into this movie, I had seen, you know, no spoilers, but I had seen people giving their thoughts and opinions on the movies, both before and after, and I still feel the same way. Like, why can't we just have a regular movie, Doug? Why everything we do need to be a classic, critically acclaimed- Damn,
1: I heard so many people- Give me the same breakdown. I'm like, are y'all all reading the same post or something? Because <laughs> like y'all all said the exact same thing and mentioned the exact same. And it's not like no knock to it. If you, that's how yeah, you yeah, feel, that's if how you, you ain't feel it, you
2: ain't feel it. But, but I'm like, damn. I wonder what makes us feel that way. I want, and that's the thing. Like, I want to get into the psyche of why niggas ain't feel it. Because when I'm looking at a movie that, again, this is universally a good movie. The cinema scores, the Rotten Tomato, they all giving us the same grade. Everybody thought this was good, but it seemed like we black folks we grading it on a different curve. And I'm I'm trying to figure out what we looking for in a, this
1: movie. Adults trying to want something that's made right now to make you feel how a movie made you feel over 20, 20 years. years ago.
2: Because check this out. Um, and matter of fact, it's something that I wanted to bring up. Like uh, one thing I I kept reading when I was looking at people's reviews after the movie was this was toxic. And they, they, I saw people saying Michael was toxic and the way he left. We're going to get into the details. But when he went to England, he was toxic and that was a toxic move and all that. And this wasn't no Love Jones and I ain't feel that chemistry and it wasn't palpable and all this. But then I thought about it. And you can go back and you can listen to our review of both of these movies if you have not already to figure out where I'm coming from. But, dog, Love Jones, albeit a classic, one of our favorites, way more toxic than this. 100%. Loving basketball, albeit a black classic, one of our favorite, one of my favorite reviews because I thought it was hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Way more toxic than this. So I'm like, y'all rated the the super toxic movies classics based on how you felt about them when they came out twenty plus years ago. No,
1: not even by how you felt about them twenty years ago. How have you felt about it over time?
2: Yeah. If you had twenty years. Because was it a classic when you was? 12 no, nigga or did not. it become a classic because over time you've seen that shit a million different times kept watching it you had conversations about it you may have even grown up and did some of these same experiences yeah. as those movies and thought back to it yeah and now it becomes a classic and it's like yo it's nothing wrong i'm sitting here saying love jones is a classic but i'm sitting here and telling you even though this may not have felt like a classic it don't mean it wasn't good it,
1: fam it's we're recording this on a tuesday fam she came out on a friday
2: Thursday like
1: don't tell me about classic
2: yeah that's like, not how, that's not how it works in real yeah. life and like it's it's funny man because people's sort of disdain for the film when I was looking into what they were complaining about I was just like really like that's the that's the problem you had like my complaints about the movie all centered around me wanting more and the reason I wanted more was because it was fucking good and I was interested and I won't even call those
1: complaints. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I wouldn't mind to see follow up.
2: Yo, I'm not ever going to feel wrong for one to know even more about the development of the relationship between Michael and May. Yeah. And their character. Why? Because I did like their chemistry. And yeah, he might have been a little weird at times. But I don't know if that's me looking at the character or me looking at the actor. Because Lakeith is weird.
1: Both Lakeith and and Issa are they, a little quirky. They're right? so quirky. So a lot of the... I heard some feedback about they didn't seem like they had this super duper romantic relationship and it was kind of awkward. I'm like, they're awkward in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may have been the acting, which I didn't have a problem with. Yeah, not at all. More so than the characters.
2: Yeah. So I want to give like an a overall synopsis of the movie. And then what I would love for us to just talk about is some of the themes yes. that that we yes. were writing down. So uh, the photograph is basically a tale of, it's two stories, right? Um, the first story is about Christina Eames. Christina Eames is an aspiring photographer out of a very small town in Louisiana, uh, not even, you know, from New Orleans. She's from, I can't remember exactly what the city was, but... Very, very small town in Louisiana, and she's looking to move to New York, right? She wants to expand her her experience in photography. She does photographs around town, but she's feeling stuck. We've all been there. Um, while she's feeling stuck, she's also dating Isaac. Isaac is a fishmonger, technically, Um <laughs> <laughs> that's just how wild Yeah that's a wild word <laughs> But like throw, that's really That nigga job He throw monger on Yeah yeah day, yeah right? You're yeah, a whoremonger Nigga He might have been A whoremonger too Because that nigga Had them hoes uh, But no Isaac is a fishmonger uh, And he works at the docks Specifically um, crab fishing So he's sort of like Hometown Louisiana Born and bred He said he was A third generation fisher So he's sort of set In that Louisiana space that they live in and that he and Christina exist in and while they're in love and he lets her know time and time again he wants to marry her she's feeling like she wants more and that's kind of where I want to open up the the theme conversation dog I wrote it down specifically hang on one minute so she said to Isaac do Something to the tune of the highlight of my day needs to be, it cannot just be cooking your dinner, Mm -hmm. which was a bar. I wasn't even mad at it. She asked him to move to New York or come to New York with her, and he said, no, like, I'm happy here. I want to marry you. And she said, this can't be it for me, dog.
1: I seen somebody break down and paraphrase. What she said is, can't you see us? He said something about, I want. let's go to New York or some shit, and he was like, I can't see it. Yeah, he ain't ever told her no. Yeah, he said I can't see myself there. Yeah, and then they went on to like that wasn't like the whole conversation. Yeah, um, I got a screenshot somewhere, um, that I'll discuss when we get a little bit into it. But like, people, y'all want to make a point, and y'all grasping at str- well y'all grasping at whatever you can, and y'all making a bigger point
2: yeah. from shit that never actually happened in the movie. Yeah. So just kind of thinking of that whole her chasing her dreams, right? One thing I thought of was would Christina have been settling for Isaac if she stayed in Louisiana and married him? Would you call that settling? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: Um, because there were, it was about 13 seconds of dialogue Mm -hmm, about that whole mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so we a little bit of the conversation that we had after the movie where we were speaking of sometimes men are really simple. Yeah. She's like, "Well, don't you want more?" He's yeah. like, I, "I really all I want is you." Yeah. Um we can build a life here the whole nine yards. I got what I want. And then she was like, "I want people to know my name." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay. So what you want isn't like the love, the me and you." Yeah. You want that, and you want, for lack of a better term, you want fame, mm-hmm. and you want, and that's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I'm not saying that as like a, as a negative or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you were to give that up, then you would be settling. If that's what you really, really want, yeah, would you you would be settling. Now I don't know that there have been a, some long discussion, um, like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm even gonna go with you or not? She yeah. just left.
2: So. She never gave him the option to, like, you just literally left. She didn't let him think. She really cornered him in the first place. He came over there. She was cooking dinner like they clearly had planned because he walked in there, smelled good, what you cooking, red beans and rice. And then that's when she busted out with the statement, I need, the highlight of my day needs to be more than cooking your dinner. And it just sort of from there snowballed into, I want to go to New York. I can't do my photography here.
1: Like, first off, we don't live together. You live with your mom. Currently, here in Louisiana. Like, we don't live together. I live on my own. Like, you don't cook me dinner every day. Like, this is... You projected what you... The worst case scenario
2: of us being together. And and use that as the basis of you leaving. She had said to her mom at one scene, uh, or in one scene earlier, um, well, her mom said to her, pardon me, that she needed to get a job. She can't stay there. And... We found out later her mom was basically sort of gaslighting having her leave because she, said, she was dying and didn't want to tell her she was sick. She, allegedly.
1: Yeah. Uh but she said you got to get a real job. Yeah. Because you ain't about to be running around here taking cuz taking pictures of people. Yeah. That you need like, some money. Not, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So
2: So my my guess even though she took photographs, she had her camera, um, and she clearly had an eye for it. What she was doing in that city in Louisiana wasn't producing. And it wasn't. So my thoughts were, why New York? Why not? If if you were looking to be with this man. My thoughts were, your mama
1: and that statement caused everything else. Mm. You didn't have that. You didn't have this conversation with him about let's go to New York before your mama said you got to get out. Yeah. Like, that was that was she put the fire under you.
2: Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. So like this wasn't like a I didn't take it as like this is what you just always wanted and go to New York or whatever. Yeah, I
2: think it's a lot of
1: photographers everywhere.
2: Like. And and that's my thing. So uh it's one scene where her Isaac and their friends, um, Peter and whatever her homegirl was, they go to New Orleans. That was like their weekend trip. Yeah. Like yo, we about to go to the city. And um, I, I looked at that and I thought about it like, damn, could you have gone to New Orleans and maybe made some? Because guess what, New Orleans got hella photography. They got hella art, and they have hella artists.
1: It's so much shit to take pictures of, and, and like every it's one of the night. most
2: beautiful cities. It's New Orleans is my favorite city in America. I've never been there. Uh, it's honestly, I think it is the only city that still exists in this country that has the same culture it had when we came to this country. Mm. The culture we developed in whatever year that was that that French slaves and and Haitians were brought up to New Orleans uh, that culture still exists and that's my favorite reason for loving it and and wanting to go there and enjoying it so much when I do because you go there and you feel it when I go to Texas when I go to to LA when I go to New York like they're such melting pots that over time their cultures even though they still exist they sort of faded yeah even the culture here in Detroit ain't the same we've been here you know what i'm saying we saw it sort of shift and and redevelop itself in new orleans no nah, nigga they still doing a second line right in the middle of whatever your event is and we do not give a fuck because this is what we do right here like nigga, i don't know new orleans is just it's, it's a beautiful place and it's haunting so I, I i immediately thought like man i wonder if going to new orleans To maybe see how that might work. Because maybe he wouldn't have been immediately, like, thrown. But New York? You going to the other side of the world, baby girl. I don't know New York. I'm a small-town Louisiana boy. Third-generation fisherman. I can't even see myself there. Not that I wouldn't. Just, damn, give me a minute to picture what that might even look like. What is
1: success to people? Mm. Because that's the most important question. Yeah. Like, so, is success is making it or having a life, is it experiences or is it things or a combination of the both? Mm. Um, And I guess if you are in a relationship or you dealing with someone, that's the kind of conversation that y'all got to find out because if one person enjoys things more and the other person enjoys experiences more or how they're viewed by others, if that, if you get validation externally versus internally like that's a major that's something major
2: major key you know what i mean major key so
1: when someone tells me i want to be famous yeah i want people to know my name i don't know if if it's if it's a right pairing of
2: of those two yeah i in addition to that i also think Would you consider it settling if you didn't chase your dream and instead opted for a life with the person you love? Like if that if being with that person meant not going after whatever it was you were trying to go after, is that settling? Because it's like, damn, it almost it belittles him. Like, it belittles him. It's like, yo, I want to do this. And granted, she not wrong for going to New York. Right. Not at all. We not saying that for those who going to stop right there and start with their little diatribes. But is that settling, though? Because I saw a lot of people in comments saying she didn't have to settle for no man, go after your dream, boop, 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 boop. boop. And it's like, yo, if his dream, clearly, which he stated, was to marry her and that was the future he saw. Like, you don't think... Like no, no what
1: he know what we know about him. Mm-hmm. You don't think if she said we move into New York, he was going, he wasn't going for real. Hey, I think he was. He was going. He said he couldn't see himself there. Yeah, hey. and if you from a small town in Louisiana, how the fuck could you see yourself in New York?
2: And clearly, because she from that same small town, town Louisiana, so I'm a play devil's advocate on that. Clearly, she thinks bigger than him. Like wider than him. Yeah. Um, she thinks a little more out front than him. Because it's not the line of work that she does
1: yeah. is, uni- yeah.
2: like, fam, I know, about, I know about fishing.
1: I can't fish everywhere. I can't fish in New York.
2: So I can't see my life fishing in a city that, hey, if you want to move to Maine, I might could go up there and make a living. But right now, I don't see what you see when you look in New York. I wouldn't have been mad if she said, yo, to his reply of, I can't see myself in New York. Come try it out. Yo, I can help you figure out, you can go back to school, you can go, something, whatever, like, help me understand your vision a little bit more.
1: This my, is this my this my idea, right? Yeah. Is, let's give it a try, we see if it work out. Yeah. So I can't never, I, I won't live my life with regrets. Yep. Because in the grand scheme of things, I think she was wrong. Mm. I think- Matter of fact, it wasn't even, I think, she was wrong. Yeah. She thought about that man for the rest of her life. Yeah. Up until her dying day, still writing him letters. Wanted mm. to be with him ultimately yeah. and lived a loveless life to a damn near. Yeah. Even a nigga that you married, I had a feeling that you didn't really love him. Yeah. You know, it's like, so you got your things, but you missed the love portion. Yeah. And you couldn't even give that to your own daughter because you didn't have that. You didn't get it from your mom. You didn't get it from your mate. I'm sure the other dude probably tried to step in and be as loving as possible. But he that woman was in love with another man mm. that she don't even want to talk to. So, like, I don't think that she made the right
2: choice I, on, on, on a certain level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, yo, get up and go after your dreams. But here's where... Here's where I knew the people complaining about all of this or making their their voices heard about all this. Here's where I knew they understood the point that we're making because at the end of the movie, a lot of those same people had an issue with how Michael's character handled going after a dream of his that existed before he met May when he went to London and he went to go work out there. They were I saw people have an issue with him going to London uh, not telling her to the last minute, not answering her call when she reached out after he found out he got the job, and dipping all the way to go to the other side of town, even though they was trying to develop. Yo, well, her mama did it, and y'all was cool with it. He chased a dream.
1: It's only good. <laughs> it's only right when women chase their dream.
2: Hey man, he chased o- a dream. And again, on- we not saying either one was wrong. It's
1: only it, it it appears it's only right when women chase their dream and don't give up their dreams for a man. But when a man do it. He looking out for himself.
2: Yeah, I've
1: yeah. seen so many think pieces on how she was right and she was just barking the
2: male patriarchy and yeah. all, like yeah. uh, like. Oh. And yo, again, and she had some because I'm not saying her going to New York was wrong. She did do some shit that was wrong that we're gonna get into. She did some hella shit that was wrong. But let's let's continue moving forward. So she, uh, oh, and and. Before we move forward, because I saw this and it made me think too. Somebody said that Isaac was wrong for not going to New York. I saw that. Like, specifically, I saw that comment.
1: Well, I didn't get the plane trip. I didn't get the tickets because it yeah. bitch left in the middle of the night.
2: I can't say, even though she made it clear I, my biggest accomplishment can't be cooking your dinner every day, I can't tell him he's wrong for wanting his biggest accomplishment to be marrying a woman he was in love with. That's what he wanted. That was the future he saw. He not wrong for that. And yo, I get it. The household she grew up in seemed volatile. It seemed toxic. Her relationship with her mom seemed toxic. Yeah. So, and I need to find a synonym for toxic because I'm I'm tired. But- that relationship didn't seem like one that was encouraging. It didn't seem like one that was, yo, you can stay here and become whatever you want. It seemed very much... It didn't seem like you. she believed in
1: her own daughter's yeah. ability to take... Like, I don't hey. want that picture shit.
2: And it's fucked up because what she didn't realize, there was somebody right there who believed in her. But she wasn't getting it at home. And that was forcing her out the door. And that was forcing her up the highway on that Greyhound. And I get it. And I ain't mad at it. Because, yo, if... If me and you had an opportunity to go pod in New York, L.A., somewhere, and it was gonna get us going and and set us off and get the bills paid and put us in in positions that we needed to be in, if that challenged my relationship, I can't say that I still wouldn't go. But if it challenged my relationship, I'm gonna figure out how me and my partner
1: I'm gonna make can make eff- this work. I'm gonna make the effort to try. So I don't live with any kind of regrets. Look, I tried to make it work. We tried to do the long distance thing. We tried to do the one week in here, one week in here. We tried. You did not give that man uh, the ability to try. Y'all had a 13 second conversation, and then yeah. you left in the middle of the night and never told yeah. him you was leaving, and never came back.
2: And I don't imagine, again, coming from what looked like a pretty destitute area in Louisiana, I don't imagine that him getting and well know his background, well know his family, well know what his situation was, but I don't imagine that him getting up and going to New York was feasible. She didn't have a job, it seemed. If it was photography, it Free wasn't Lance paying. Type shit. Yeah, you was you were, you weren't paying your own bills clearly because your mom said yeah. you need to get out there and get on your own. Nah, she survived in New York. I have no idea. So, something else that I'm not gonna nitpick at, but yeah. it was very like, wait, like that that first apartment, not the loft that Issa was cleaning out, but that first apartment she was in when she had been there three months and had just gotten her first job, three months in. How were you living there already? I don't know what you stack up. Maybe you were saving from your freelancing in Louisiana. I don't know. But anyway, so she gets on the Greyhound and heads to New York. Um, When she gets up there, she on the grind. She hustling. She trying to find a job as a photography assistant. Uh, She finds what we can assume is a big photographer, a big time dude. And she's interviewing and he giving her the grill. You know, that New York style shit. Why should I hire you? And she like, because I'm, I'm good. And he like, did I say that? And she, but she was meeting them right back. Like you could tell, she was kind of nervous and intimidated initially. Then she got in her bag for yo. I gave up everything to come here. Yeah. So I'm about to throw the whole gamut at
1: them. These white girls down here. They, they, they. One, they don't know their daddy got them this interview. Facts. Uh. They. And they're gonna comment. quit
2: soon as they find a rich nigga to pay for their life. I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna work hard for you. And I, I love that scene because it was true. And unfortunately, didn't look like he looked. Did he look at her shoes? Oh, he was grilling her up and down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I thought after she after she said that I will work harder than everybody else, yeah. he looked at something yeah. and was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. Like, because anybody with them shoes on, it's yeah, definitely like, hard work.
2: Like, though. yeah, you've <laughs> been busting your ass up and down the street, huh? Yeah. Walking up and down Broadway, huh? And uh, But she got your job. She got the job. I loved the scene where she ran up out of there. <laughs> told them white girls, pack, pack it up. up. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Pack it up, nigga. Then she got to the crib, her nice apartment that we don't know how she was affording. And um, Because if you couldn't afford an apartment in Louisiana... I don't know, though. I don't know, but I ain't getting into it. Like I said, I'm not nitpicking. Because, again, black folk don't got to be excellent. Sometimes yeah. we just got to be ourselves. She got back to the crib. She called her homegirl, her best friend. Um, Pardon me for forgetting the name, but her tall best friend who kind of looked like a model of her damn so she was cold. and uh she said yo I'm sorry I know it's been 3 months and I ain't reached out but she's like how is he she's asking about Isaac right and her best friend's trying to tell her like Isaac ain't the problem right
1: now yeah she like like no you got to you got to she like uh, you
2: need to come home you need to come home and she like no nah, how is he I know he's mad at me but I just had to I had to go and she like Christina your mom died whole shit changes right but let's talk about that before we get into her mom down and how that affected the movie you've been gone three months you got up and you left in the middle of the night dipped out on the greyhound and for three months i ain't hear from you not a letter nothing no phone call she even told her girl when she called her yo i just got a number like to call you on so nothing for three months as a guy I'm taking that as this over. Why the fuck would I not? And I'm saying that as the precursor to what we found out next. So she go back home, uh, go to her mom's funeral. She thought Isaac would be there. He wasn't. And her girl went ahead and told her he got married. He got
1: come against that. She said what?
2: <laughs> Dog got married. Um, she to, said to she the, said this, after that second month. He took it like after not hearing from you for two months straight, he took that as you wasn't ever coming back. So he got back with his ex and he married her. Now, a lot of people online and that during our ex? screening. Yeah. That was the name. You remember when? I remember the name. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that was her that ex. That was his ex. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. Yeah. So you got back with your old lady. You married her. Listen, man, I'm a simple man. I told you what I wanted. Yes, I wanted to marry you, but I wanted to be married. And that's something that we need to throw in there. Like I
1: want to be married. I want I'm time, I want to start a family. Yeah. And like I get it, man. I know women say y'all do a lot of things for y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. don't do this, y'all don't do that. But like when a nigga tell you exactly what he want or what he like, y'all blow that shit off. And mm-hmm. then you get cheated on by somebody really really basic and be like why the fuck he cheat? Like, he told you he ain't like no fucking makeup. <laughs> he told you he, he don't care if, if you got the, the sweats on. Like, he, he be t- people be telling you exactly what they want, and you be like, whatever,
2: shut up. I do it for me. She in there putting on blush right now, and that <laughs> nigga saying, man, I love when my woman be natural. <laughs> and then he
1: go get some basic looking chicken, now you all of your feelings. Like, he told you what he wanted.
2: Yeah. I, I think that, and again, I get the shock of it. Yeah. Because, yo, it's Rebounds, been...
1: Like, but he'll rebound. You, that, boy, yeah. that man loved you. Yeah.
2: And you dipped on. That's the rebound. It's the rebound, and it's the rebound into the goal that I wanted.
1: You pushed him right back into the place that you didn't want him to be.
2: Yeah. Hey. You, literally, you literally didn't damn. want him to be with her. And then he went and married her took and them, stayed with her till she passed.
1: You took that man for granted. He was like, listen, hey. I can dip in the middle of the night, come back three months later, four months
2: later. And it's going to be all right. And it's going to be all good. The arrogance to think he was going to be at your mama's funeral. Your mama was hoeing him, not to his face, but she was saying like, when you was like, oh, I'm going out with Isaac. Your mama rolled her eyes like that broke ass nigga. He just like his daddy. He ain't got nothing. And I'm like, damn nigga. He, I I imagine they were late teens, early twenties during them scenes. So I'm like, what you expect him to have? Like, even in his early 20s, in this small town in Louisiana, you talking about he just like his daddy, he ain't got nothing. He a kid. I, I wasn't going to be at your mama's funeral she ain't fuck
1: with me. Your daughter don't got nothing.
2: Facts. You don't You got barely nothing. got something. You own this house. And that's cool. That's great. But you ain't got much. So when the mom passed, I wouldn't have expected him to be at the funeral.
1: But see, like that's the level of thinking that you would grew up with, where you put value in things mm-hmm. over people and over experiences. Mm-hmm. I like gadgets and all that shit, but my value don't come from things. My yeah. value comes from people and the interaction and the and in the relationships and the love. I don't care about the things, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And that's that's a I don't know. It's a it's a. a a way of life i can't say it's a flaw because who says things aren't more important than experiences like it's a it's whatever you whatever
2: you enjoy but like yeah and i'm also not one to tell him yo you got married too quick because yo (laughs) you gave it two months my nigga like who's to say that within that two months that he was sort of waiting to see if christina came back or at least reached out
1: hey man what's too quick man Woo! Shit changing the bleak of an eye, dog. Hey. Hey man, 14 days could be the difference between
2: two different lives. Hey. In the famous words of, of Mitch, thinking more like 10 days, B. <laughs> Ten days. <laughs> like, yo, that nigga Isaac was thinking more like 10 days, B. And hey, she ain't get back in time. So what's a fella to do, man? Um, and let's kind of pause it right there on christina and isaac yeah So i want to talk about who the movie was ultimately about and this kind of leads me into one of my biggest i guess flaws in the movie okay uh i want to talk about michael and may and and their whole setup. The why, reason that why is her name May? Yeah, I, I, that was that
1: was a lot. I know one other person named May, and she has a grandson named uh, <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> she got a, a nephew named Spider Man. <laughs> like, Aunt May Yo. is the
2: only other May I know. Dog. My my great grandmother's middle name was May, but I think that's the only May connection. That Everybody I always had, had that. Yeah. Anna yeah. May. Yeah. Either May. Something like. May. Um. Yeah, my great-grandmother was Jimmy May. Um, anyway, so Michael and May. The reason that I have a problem with stopping that story we just stopped to talk about the story we finna talk about, because the two stories this movie tried to tell, while ambitious, I needed more from both. Like, I literally was interested in her mama whole life. I wanted to know everything that happened from when she went to New York to when she became famous and when she died. I also wanted to know what the hell was going on with Michael and May because that's who the movie was ultimately about. And I think where the movie fell short was trying to develop these two stories. You left a lot to in be desired. Yeah, minutes. you left a lot to be desired for both. Um, so in in May's, well, did we see, we met Michael first. Because yes. he went to go see Isaac. So Michael pulled up on Isaac um, in Louisiana. Michael's a reporter from New York, but he's doing a story on the Gulf and like BP oil the, the spill. BP oil spill and how it impacted the economy and, and uh, workers and all of that down there. So he pulls up on Michael or Isaac who uh, used to work for BP and pulls up there to do a story, do his interview. And when he walks in, He notices photographs as Isaac's making some boiled crab.
1: Great job at old Isaac and younger Isaac.
2: Yeah. Because they kind of look, they like. They definitely gave me vibes. And I really thought, first of all, if you listen to our Insecure podcast, niggas know that I hate Daniel's character on there. Yeah. Um, I've been critical of both the character and the actor. At times, but really good job by Yolon Noel in this movie. I, yeah. I thought he did a great job as the younger version I think of I say jaw structure.
1: Something yeah, something looked
2: like, similar. And the nose too. Yeah. Hey.
1: Off rip, I was like, no, they don't look alike. But that's what I started watching like, no, this looked like no. the older version. The older version though?
2: I thought he stole the movie. What he'd been in a lot of stuff too. I his face looked familiar for sure. I can't. But think dog of- was between him and May, again, I think why I was drawn to their story arc, because young, or not May, pardon me, Christina. Young Christina and old Isaac had me captivated, my yeah. nigga. Like, both of them. Christina was just killing her scenes. But every time they talked to old Isaac, he just stole the show, dog. So Michael pulled up to speak with him. And uh, when he walked in his crib, he noticed some photographs. And he was asking them uh about a few the first one was of Isaac's recently deceased wife um he's now a widower and he was saying the rest of the photographs were taken by Christina Eames and Michael's like oh who's Christina Eames he's like oh she's a photographer you know she from here lives in New York now though uh used to date her back in the day and Michael started to have that conversation like what happened with her and you could see in Isaac's face, he was still in love. Like, that was that one that got away from him. And he said it loud and clear like,
1: dude, what he was this in. is us.
2: Mm, he just was okay. on this is us. Like, this
1: seat. He was the dude got that uh, you. he ran against. He was like the alderman and shit.
2: Got you. Um, yeah. He just captured, like, he felt like Louisiana to me, man. Like, looking at him, I got that vibe from him, dog. Like,
1: Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, too.
2: Mm might remember him from Iron Fist. I think I know the exact character. I ain't watched Jessica Jones though, but he was also in The Night of. Who the hell did he play in The Night of?
1: Um, in The Night
2: of,
1: he had to be like a. I'm pris- sorry,
2: The Week of. Oh, okay, because I'm like, up, oh, I just watched this. But uh, so when Michael's talking to Isaac and interviewing him, yeah, he asking him about the oil spill and shit. But he gains interest in this Christina Eames. Like, who the fuck is she? So yeah. when he gets back to New York, he had his intern look her up. Like, yo, look up a, a photographer from here named Christina Eames. Found out that she had a daughter working at the Queens Museum. um, And they had some art there from her at the Queens Museum. So he pulls up on her and it's May. Go in there. That's Issa Rae. And so initially he
1: only wanted to get in contact with her to look at her work, cause she's like, oh, she kind of dope. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. a writer. I might be able to do a story on you. Yeah, and he—that's how he ends up looking for looking for May.
2: Yeah, and uh he pulled up to the museum, kicks it with with May. But when they meet, he realized, like, damn, she kind of fine. Like that instant attraction was there for both of them. Like, Issa look good in this one. Issa look great. Issa look great. And I know we talk a lot of shit. When we review an Insecure, yeah. I always like to specify it's about the character Issa. Yeah. Not Issa Ray. <laughs> um, gotta differentiate. Cause Issa's a fine motherfucker, man. She's uh, she's really pretty. And I it's just me. I love women with a sense of humor, dog. Like one hundred percent. To to be it's actually two things that really stand out to me about women. Sense of humor and their taste in music. And boy does Issa have great like both of those, <laughs> Like those is two standouts for her. Cause all three seasons of Insecure have had amazing soundtracks. And then we see what this movie did. Uh, like this shit was just uh top to bottom. This shit was perfect. So um they meet up at the museum, they talking about her mother, and he asked her, you know, what happened to her. She like, yo, she just passed. Uh it was unexpected. She didn't tell anybody she was sick. And we sort of see that juxtaposed with mm-hmm. Christina being young and telling her girl that at the funeral, like she ain't tell us she was sick. I guess that was her way of, uh, protecting us.
1: Seeing that early in the movie that they gave us that juxtaposition and me having an idea of what the movie is about via the previews. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, she going to be living the exact same life as her mom. Yeah. And it's going to be mirroring. And then she's going to try like, to like change it at the very end so yeah. i went into this movie with a very basic yeah understand like all right i know what this movie is going to be about um but surprisingly it was a little different
2: yeah uh 100 and isaac or i'm sorry michael was like instantly drawn to and it's funny because he said it later when he was talking to uh to his brother played by lil real he was like, man, she's dope. She's beautiful. Like, uh, we was having a, a vibe. Chemistry was there. And then he was like, Her, you know, I'm just attracted to her, man. Her mom just passed. And his his brother, like, you like her cause her mom dead, nigga? <laughs> like, that's some weird psycho shit, bro. But I kind of got because it was a vulnerability that yeah. she let him in on the first time they ever talked. Like, she ain't have to tell that nigga that. Like, she could have been like, yo, it's my mom, she passed. And let that be that. But to say she just passed. We just, you know, we ain't know, and it kind of hit us all off guard. Then he used the he used the gig a little bit to get him
1: a you know, like so maybe we should go out and um continue this discussion.
2: Yeah, so I can and ask some more
1: questions about your mom.
2: <laughs> and it's funny because at this point, she knows he's a um <clears throat> excuse me a reporter, but she doesn't know the guy that he's uh, writing up the story on is her mother's this is true the- love like. And somebody who's also important to her that we find out she later. We don't
1: even know her mother has a true love.
2: Yeah, because it ain't the version of her father that she knows, mm-hmm. um, played by Detroit's own Courtney B. Vance. Detroit was all through this bitch. Uh, did I know that? Courtney went to uh country day. I I, f-
1: we, I feel he, like we possibly.
2: See yeah, that. he from the city. Yep. Think I th- uh, think he from the west side. Matter of fact, yeah. Um. But, you know, went to Country Day, got his acting home, and then went, I think, to, like, Yale and shit. But, uh, yeah, so after he meets with um, with May, he goes back to work. And, like, he's smitten. Like, he he's sort of in that vibe, right? Like, I got to figure out where to see this girl. So he jump on his computer, and he looks up events taking place at the Queens Museum. Um, oh, one thing we forgot to mention. When her mom passed, when May's mom passed she left her two letters the first letter is to her and it's uh it's for her to read prior to handing the second letter to her father but that second letter it doesn't have a name on it it doesn't it's no it just says give this to your father after you read this letter but it didn't say her dad's name ah
1: yeah i'm so i, I missed that part yeah
2: so what's funny And if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you've seen the movie and you know that little twist. So we ain't got to talk around it. But I remember saying before we went and saw the movie, it's a movie where Daniel played Issa Daddy. I didn't really know that he was going to end up being her dad. Like, I ain't had no clue. Like, I was just talking shit. Like, I missed the part where it
1: said, give this to your dad. But
2: yeah, she said that right at the beginning. She said, read my letter first before giving this other letter to your father. And the other letter didn't have a name on there. So it was already kind of giving us a clue. She's probably thinking, I know my dad. That's why I don't say his name. I wouldn't put my, I don't. Yeah, you wouldn't write that on there if you're telling her, give that to your dad. Like my my, my, my parents, and they used to make me,
1: like i will get him a, a, a card for their birthday or something. I'm like, nigga, it's me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they'd be like, no, you got to put your name in it.
2: Yeah. I'd be like. I'll be writing wild shit on my parents' cards. Like I will write, like "From your one only begotten son." Or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my mom be mad because she be at church mad reading that. Like, ah, that's your funny. Only he, son. That's funny. she be irritated as hell. But uh, no, nah, man. So, Issa reading the letter to her is where we're getting the flashbacks to Christine, Christina Eames's life. Um. So, oh, so he back fast forward to uh to Michael. So he's at work, he's at his computer. He pull up the Queens Museum events. He sees they have a a movie plan, little French film.
1: His assistant is also Teddy, um, from uh, Godfather Harlem,
2: by the way. And Teddy also in this film more than any in Godfather of Harlem looks like Anderson Pot. <laughs> heavy. He kept it was the hat in the pants. I liked him in this movie. He was great in this.
1: I don't like him in
2: Godfather No, Hollow. he's annoying as hell in, like, Godfather, I hate him in yeah, Godfather. He's Hollow. super annoying in Godfather. <laughs> but in here, I thought he was great yes. actually, man. He was one of like he was real, I felt like the entire ensemble killed it. He was real most deafish in, um, in Brown Sugar. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like an updated version. Yeah, like, like the homeboy who's really cool and yeah. funny, and like cool. until he get around women, and then yeah. he might kind of be, and then end up with. But the, then he end up getting there because he really cool and funny. Yeah, and cool and funny gets women. Yeah. Um, so he was the intern, <laughs> it and does, uh, by the way. yeah, no, cool. I survived doing cool <laughs> and funny, nigga. I wasn't always handsome. i this just bitch dog. Uh, so he asked the intern, he like, yo, you want to go see a movie? And they go see the French film that's playing at the uh, at the museum. He looked at him kind of weird. Like, what do you Yeah, mean? like, what do you mean? You asked me on a date, nigga? <laughs> so they go, uh, they go to the show. It's a French film. I personally, as much as I love films. So what's the weirdest shit you ever did? To try to get at a
1: girl? Just to get to go on a date. <sighs> or just to get the attention of a, another person.
2: So <laughs> I helped this girl move. And, like, we knew one another, yeah. but romantically, we had never even, like, discussed that. That was not ever really an option. And I saw her post on socials that she needed somebody to help her move, and I volunteered. Like, she didn't ask me. Yeah. I put myself out there. What ended up happening, nobody else helped her move. <laughs> it was just me and her, dog. I've definitely done a very, very similar yeah. situation. In and, here. um, but... Where where we ended up kicking it, uh, and it was it was short lived, but after the move, you tired, you hungry, you sweating, she offered to buy me some Chipotle for dinner. And the Chipotle's in Atlanta sell margaritas. And like, they're good margaritas. Like, you getting drunk, nigga. So we ended up being at Chipotle till like midnight, dog. And then it was like, my car's still at her crib, went back to her crib, and it was just like A whole night of conversation ensued. And similarly, I'm dropping playlists, Stoner, and all my little, I'm in my ant bag, nigga. And it
1: was. I don't know when this shit gonna end, so when my. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm hitting her with all my, my, I know you ain't never heard this song before, but then it was like, nigga, I'm dead tired. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I hate moving, nigga. I hate helping people move. I think people who don't hire movers are fucking antichrists. Like, but I had to do it so I could get on because it ended up being a one-on-one opportunity that I thought was just like, "Here, go look like a good nigga." So,
1: yeah, I, I've done, I've done very, very similar things, and I'd have been to yeah. places like, "Why am I here?" Yeah, <laughs> like this motherfucker leaving dopey,
2: and then I didn't, yeah. I didn't
1: like, it ended up wor-
2: working. Also, went to uh, some very, uh, very ghetto places. <laughs> to uh, I was on the east side. So yeah, you know yeah, no, and that's, yo, I'm glad Jay picked up on that because <laughs> I ain't need to see it. I was deep on the east side playing spades with goons, nigga. I, I was know. like, oh, nigga, I ain't going to lie. I'll I bullshit you not. I reneged and didn't nobody notice. And the the minute I realized I did it because I wasn't really paying attention to the game. I was just kind of throwing shit out. The minute I reneged, I started looking around like somebody was going to kill me, dog. Like I was like. Nigga, she got me in the hood, bro. I reneg on purpose
1: based on the skill level of my <laughs> uh, of my opponents. Like i be thinking, oh, these niggas just not smart. Like I know they ain't watching cars; they I, don't after, even get it. After a game or something, like yeah. oh, these niggas not.
2: And I was a young boy, nigga. I was like seventeen, nigga. So my reneg wasn't really, but I I knew that on the east I could have died for less. So I was like, oh shit! But nobody paid attention, man, and uh, that ended up becoming something for about ten minutes. But yeah, man, niggas do some shit just to just for the chance encounter and he chance encountered sat through a two-hour french film nigga fam, you and that bitch reading fam i don't even read uh <laughs> narcos <laughs> subtitles on my couch i'm definitely not gonna read <laughs> like yo i always time i watch narcos i gotta get into the latest season that just dropped too Every time I watch that shit though,
1: was- I tapped out season two, episode one.
2: Oh, nigga, season three it came back, bro. Season two
1: was way more reading though. Yeah, I was boy. working midnight, so I get off in the morning. <laughs> like, no,
2: no, my nigga, brain season, hurt. You got to get back. Season three it brought it back, nigga. Right, season man. three brought it back from the bottom of the mat. I don't, map, I don't nigga. know what I don't know what season two was about. Ah, uh, I ain't gonna give it away, yeah. but it's 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 worth it keeping through it, man. Because season three it came back, and I think season four just dropped. But uh, anyway. So he sent through the French film, and oh, but May saw him come in. Like Thanks. He walked in. She was talking to her girl and a bunch of like donors, you would imagine, at a museum, or potential donors, I should say. And um, they looked like they was having a pretty business-related convo, and she looked up and saw Michael and his man walk in. Start to approach. She started to approach and then got cut off by another white dude. See, white people are always cutting us off and, and stopping our goals, nigga. Don't let white people stop your goals. That's the point of this pod not in february god it not in motherfucking february nigga not when walona just died goddamn it <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace kobe <laughs> anyway um so after the movie he sees her coming out it was almost like he ran to the door so he could be out in front and see her walk out i'm
1: 100 doing
2: because that's what a man is gonna do in that situation a real nigga i should say So he kind of walking ahead of the crowd, and once she comes out, he looking back in a haste. Like, he got that sort of, and her girl was like, oh, I guess this nigga looking for round two of this convo, nigga, because he looking almost awkwardly at this point, the way he looking back. So he finally uh, let her catch up with him, and he told his boy, like, yo, I need you to wingman this, just straight up. She told her, girl, I need you to look out. She's she like, like, I don't no. want to holler at his friend, dog. Like, sorry. She like, so you are not gonna look out? I'm like, fine, bitch. I liked her girl's approach to the intern. She walked up to that nigga and said, "I want a drink. You coming?" I'm coming, nigga. I might have came. <laughs> don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Just certain ways you can't talk to me because I like that shit. So the intern and her girl go off and talk, and him or her get to rapping. And they having a great convo, man. And it was, again, I, how'd you feel about their chemistry in the movie?
1: Um, off rip, um, I enjoyed it. Like, I thought I thought um, Michael was kind of smooth for a lot of shit. Um, I've definitely used the interview tactic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it works. Uh, I thought that was kind of smooth. And how he was like, man, I was just kind of like thinking in my over, over head. I was going to ask you to go out. Like, oh, so is that you asked me? <laughs> like, oh, I guess so. You know, in my head, it wasn't that yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so the funny shit works. And yeah. she clearly liked it.
2: They got out there on a date and did their thing. And you know what else he did that I liked? Um And it was almost to the point that he was being awkward, but I liked it because he drove the point home. Eye contact. Yeah. That nigga was grilling her. Every time they talk, bro. Man, my mom taught me that.
1: Yeah. she like, look, you look a person in the eye, and if they look away before, and like, if you look away before they do, then you lost.
2: Shout <laughs> to moms.
1: Like, this is paraphrasing. Yeah. But like, no. And she was telling me, like, with teachers and with adults, like, you look them in their eyes. And don't look away. Yeah. And I do that and I'll
2: see cuz some people get they get frustrated. They be yeah. like, I can't
1: look. I can't I can't, yeah. I
2: can't look cuz no, it's intimidating. So it is. my dad taught me that. But when my dad taught me, it was the environment was a little bit different that he taught me. It. It was when he was in prison and I was up at visitation. And it was when you're talking to quote authoritative figures, mm-hmm. right? Cause he never like my pops talk to them officers like a fucking man. And so when he was saying it, I took it as teachers and job interviews and, and anybody that might be an authority. Job
1: interviews hundred
2: percent. Oh my God. In a I job ma- interview, I make them look down first. I'm staring you through your soul. But what I what my dad didn't prepare me for, <laughs> shout out to my pops, big tone, what up? He didn't prepare me that when it's with a woman and I'm grilling her and she grilling me and I'm grilling her and she grilling me, I get turned on. (laughs) And when I get too turned on, nigga, I gotta look around. I gotta gotta look away or I'm a tongue kisser, nigga. (laughs) So my dad didn't tell me. That's how my first heart just came about. (laughs) Dog, dog, nigga, my first public (laughs) hard. was with a woman who I shouldn't have been like, it was just my friend, but she was looking at me too deep, and it's I was like, wait. It's something about eyes, you know what Yeah, I mean? dog. windows to the soul. So I always tell this story, man. I got a friend. Uh, she's a great doctor here in Detroit. Shout out to her. I ain't going to say her name. She married. But this is my dog. Like We've never dated like that, never kicked it, never touched, never did nothing. But uh, in college, when she was going to med school at Michigan State, it was my senior year. Um, and she started med school that summer. Yeah. I was taking classes that summer. So she came up there and lived with me until her apartment was ready in the fall. And one night she came back and uh she learned something in class about this body part and that. So she knocked on my bedroom door and she like, <laughs> well she like, yo, can I like, she like, I need to try this on you. Like, see if I know where this little point is behind your ear or behind your neck. Come on. So I'm like, try it. Because she's beautiful, right? Yeah. So I'm like, sure, nigga. You- Touch my ear. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> touch my whole ear, nigga. Touch my lobe. my <laughs> The drum. Like, where's the T- drum at? Touch the ear of my other <laughs> Yeah, <ear, laughs> <laughs> why you while you <laughs> at it. Touch my dick here. <laughs> 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 oh, so shit. look. So look. So what? Uh, because I'm 21, nigga. I'm like, you touch all the ears, nigga. The whole time she touching all this shit out her. She looking at her book and looking at me to touch it. Nigga, she never broke eye contact with me, dog. I'm at home. I'm in the comfort of my hoop shorts, nigga. Still I rise, nigga. <laughs> 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 nigga, I had no control over my... T- <laughs> no, I was say, Still, I rise. Still I rise, nigga. That's I was Aunt An- Angelou, nigga. Oh, I was Maya Antelou, nigga. I didn't know what to do, dog. And I was just like... Time stamp. I'm cutting this. <laughs> this, is, this is a promo for this week, nigga. I was like, hey, I'm going to go back to my room now, nigga. Because now it's t- it was Jack Off City at that point, nigga. Oh, like, living. So, all that to say, I contacted Strong and both Issa and uh, Lakeith had it in the movie. And I thought that where... Even though I thought they had uh, good chemistry, I thought the silence between them at times, when they was just staring at each other, that was important. tangible,
1: dog. So during this conversation that they having when they had dinner. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, because was... he asked her out, like, uh, real quick. The intern and old girl left. Yeah. They went to get drinks and then ended up dipping. So he like, fuck it, nigga. You want to go get something to eat?
1: So they on this date. Uh, they talking they having a really good time. You can tell, like, when I was referencing like the Robert Glasper and the music and because they was kind of like fade in, mm-hmm. oh they talking about this, fade back in, oh they talking about Drake versus Kendrick, fade back in, they talking about something else. One of the questions or that thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were talking about like who you are and like being yourself um, or whatnot, and one of them made a reference like, "Are we who we are?" or are we just who we are around how do I want to say that are we who we are around in the moment okay. that's what it was like are you who? are you, it? you know who you are or are you just who you are
2: surrounded by whoever is in room yeah that's uh, yeah like, you ever wonder if we're just who we are who we are around in the moment um, I looked at that question as I think we're a combination of both because i'm at all the time you jay all the time we've been around each other in various yeah. situations man and uh we don't change necessarily but you do adjust and i think that that adjustment is natural right like
1: i can tell you for 100 sure i'm a different person around different women mm. i don't know why that is uh but different women bring the different things out of you yeah you know what i'm saying uh, that is also why I believe in polygamy sometimes, uh, mm. because different people bring different things out of you. And like, so I'm pretty sure there's some people out there. So your shorty right now probably think like, man, this is a wonderful man. Yeah. Like yeah. all the things that's on her checklist, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. there's some people out there be like, this nigga piece
2: of shit. Oh, I know it. You know what I'm saying? I had people telling me I was a piece of shit because I said Galentine's wasn't a holiday. <laughs> And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm over here breaking my neck to make sure my girl has a good Valentine's Day. Yeah. What I'm really doing in life ain't always gonna match up what you think I'm doing on social media or what you think I'm doing when you run into me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's plenty of people that's gonna say me a, me and Jay a piece of shit. But I could guarantee you though, most of them people also ain't been around me in enough situations where they could validate that statement.
1: I thought that was really I thought that was a really good cool statement because yeah. like who you are around your friends yeah. and who you are around your woman who you are around your woman and who you yeah. are around your parents Yeah who you are around your boss and who you around who you are around your neighbor mm-hmm. like are you who you are all the time
2: or are you just you are who you are around. And that's what uh in that scene she was saying like I don't know whether to laugh, I don't know what to like what to do on this date, basically. And he said, why don't you just be yourself? And she like, who is that? Like, I wonder if we're whoever we're around in the moment. And it's like. He
1: hit it with the fire follow up. Like, well, I guess we got to be careful who we around in. And that's like. That's real life, though. So that's the thing where they say you are who your five closest friends are. Mm. Like, look at your five closest friends and that's who you are. Mm. And if you don't like who you are, then change those five people that you're around. And I think about that shit all the time. So much so, um, I look at my my close friends list. Yeah. Not close friends list. Your favorites on your iPhone. Yeah. And like, I looked at these lists and people, and was like, "Well, do these pe- like if I was gonna have a representation of people who can speak for me after I'm gone, mm-hmm. I think everybody on this list can tell can tell the story of who I am. Yeah. And if there's anybody that should be on this list, why aren't they there? And if anybody on this list that need to be removed, then why don't you remove them? Yeah. Because this is who you are. I'm like, wow.
2: That's real life. That's real life, man. And I, I just think that it's such a... um, It's so interesting when you're on a date. You ever been on a date with somebody who you weren't like comfortable being you around? Yes. Yeah. And that can make you question how you act that can make you question how you laughing at jokes and, yeah. and how you're sort of behaving within the confines of that date because you're with somebody who makes you uncomfortable being you and i think that what happens in in the situation like they were in you end up with an opportunity to either become comfortable or an opportunity where this could sort of all fall apart, and yeah. I think he made her comfortable with his response when she said, "I don't really know how to be, Doug," and he like, "Yo, if you feel like you got to change it up, be around better people. Be around me, because I want you to be. If you a goofy, laughing, joke telling motherfucker, be that with me."
1: Man, it's a it's a it's such an underrated trait. <sighs> um, if you a person that can make feel people feel comfortable around you, mm-hmm. where you can be yourself, That's a fact. And if you're not the type of person that's going to judge um, or just do weird or random stuff, man, like, or if you do, people do weird or random stuff that you're not going to like make them feel weird about doing it. Yeah. Um, And that's just a really underestimated trait. And if you got somebody around that allow you to be yourself. Yeah. I mean, come on.
2: That's real life, man. And uh, one thing he also did to kind of, Shake the cobwebs on the date that I thought was pretty cool and in some smooth shit. Lakeith was in his smooth back. He said, uh, kind of running it through my mind. He ran that back, right? Because it worked earlier, nigga. So the nigga went back to the well, like, yeah, sure. kind of running it through my mind. Like, you know, what if what if I kissed you? Like, would it be too early? And then he kissed her. Cause you have to follow that up. You can't not kiss her. Yeah. Now, you don't ask that. The question is rhetorical.
1: Cause you can't, cause like, we've all <laughs> be like, after you leave or you text someone, like, what if I would have kissed oh you? Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. I know y'all seen that meme. Oh my God, bro.
2: <laughs> What's funny is, I feel like all niggas have been that nigga. Niggas, at well, some you point. you like six, seven, if, grand, Like If you tell me you haven't been that nigga, you're lying. You're lying. Cause all dudes have said, Yo, what you would have did if I would have... <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an absolute fact, dog. I'll be loving the girl's response like, I would have got wet. Like, no, you don't fucking know. We 11. You don't know what the fuck is now, going you're 30, on. Now, when you 30, that's a different. That's a totally different... Because now we talking about confidence. Yeah. And so the nigga said, yo, I'm running through my mind like, you know, mm-hmm. would it be too soon to kiss you?
1: But in this Me Too era, you
2: might want to ask... So I feel like him saying that was the preparation. Yeah. That was him saying, because it's a rhetorical question. He's going to kiss you. There's your chance to either say no, don't do that. <laughs> I would have attacked you with this glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I'm yeah. glad I didn't do it. I'd have pulled this mace out, nigga. <laughs> J-daughter going to be like, oh, I'd have pulled the blicky out, nigga, that my dad whoop, gave whoop, me. Pop, whoop, pop. But uh, he kissed her, and they had a you know nice little intimate moment, and then when they pulled back, she took a sip of her champagne. She said, nah, nah. it wasn't too soon, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it because that sort of set the bar for like, now this is official. Like, so, the chemistry is palpable. So this is what
1: I think. And this was helping me. And I, I as I sit back and I'm going through the movie, mm-hmm. I felt like May was really, really uptight. And when she was around him, she got to let her guard down a little bit yeah. and be more of her quote unquote, Herself, yeah. She didn't know that, and I know we've been looking like I want to. I didn't like their chemistry. They want them to be more lovey. She not the lovey dovey type, yeah. Definitely not yet, yeah. And this whole thing was about her letting her guard down and those to actually become that. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't get the the Love Jones chemistry because that's not the type of person she is. Yeah. Um.
2: In in Love Jones. Nia Long's character was a lover. She was somebody who seeked to give that out. Obviously she wanted to receive it, but like she was very much so passionate in giving love herself. May wasn't that. Yeah, right. May hadn't been that. And probably because she hadn't been shown that, um, you can tell the relationship with her dad was much fuller and more developed than that with her mother but you could also see that her relationship with her dad as much as she loved him and respected him she also kind of felt sorry for him because it's like damn she ain't mom didn't give me that love but oh nigga she she kind of looked at her dad in their conversations like he got treated like shit and was just kind of second you know second maybe even third nature in their household man and uh i i could appreciate her sort of letting that guard down over time and yeah. some else that happened between them uh, where the guard got let down and we're going to get to that scene in a moment. But during that rainstorm uh, or that, you know, torrential rain they were dealing with in New York when they went to his brother's house um for shelter, that's a guard let down moment because now I'm opening up my family to you because
1: then he go over there to help her move he went to help her move <laughs> which was hey i hey. just told y'all
2: that'll get you in the door man and then it just started raining well because he was helping her get some things from her mom's her mom's loaf loaf was dope as yeah. fuck by the way so clearly she went up to new york and made it um but he he hit her up she asked him what he was doing he was like shit nigga i worked am bored as hell was good She like, oh, just trying to pack some stuff at my mom's and get back to the crib before the storm. So he like, yo, you want some help? He hit her with that shit. You want me to come help you? And that nigga hopped in the whip, went over there in the middle of the storm because they hadn't kicked up quite yet. And they went to her mom's, and he was helping her go through stuff. He found a little record, little Al Green joint. And uh, I mean, you can't never go wrong. First of all, you can never go wrong with vinyl. Vinyl, pussy got. Soon as. Plus, but then, uh, Old school vinyl. Not no, because you can get like fucking blueprint on vinyl, and that's yeah. cool. But nigga, get that Al Green. Like when you pull out them vinyl. shout out to Shorty. By the way, she has now bought me two of my favorite vinyls, nigga. I got uh, some
1: in, in the other room. Actually. Yeah,
2: man. Um, she got me that Donny Hathaway live
1: again. Sports. Mm. Or, um, not play. I forget what the other ones. Urban called.
2: Outfitters got them.
1: It's a pre It's a play it again. No disc replay. Got you. The spot. They, and they got, got a em. whole bunch of uh, yeah. records, and I got my dad some last uh, yeah. Father's Day and Urban Outfitters
2: got them. Target got them now. Um, well, just
1: not the record players, but oh the no, records. no, that's
2: what I'm saying. Oh, Target sell vinyls now. Uh-huh. Um, shit, they got Purple Rain in that bitch mm. right now. Like, obviously, different Targets got different shit, but uh, I bought an Earth, Wind and Fire, Fire vinyl from Target. Um, Urban Outfitters keep vinyls, and then. You can jump on Amazon Thanks. and grab it. damn near any vinyl you're looking for.
1: Or you can go right across the street to street corner music.
2: Facts. That's the place Facts. where
1: Jay Dillard used to hang out. Yeah. Everybody who's, every all the real DJs and yeah. he, they right across go the street. Go over
2: there. What happened to Curtis Records? Mm. That used to be up the street for me. That was that was my shit when I lived off uh, Sorrento and Curtis. nigga. But uh, anyway, so he at the mom crib, he helping her pack, but it's starting to pour down. So she like, we need to go ahead and get up out of here and get up out. What she said, we need to get out the flood zone or something. Because yeah. that's where her mom's yeah, crib was like in, the flood, in the flood zone. So they go back to her spot. And that was, this day's second time out. And they kicking it. They get back to her crib. He throw the vinyl on. Put the Al Green on. Because you can't not put the Al Green on. And while they chilling, she like, come dance with me. And that nigga played it cool. Nah, man. He like, come sit down and talk. Me personally, out of dance but that's just because, nigga, why not? You get to touch her. Y'all dancing. You <laughs> get close. You get to touch her. <laughs> you're like, y'all close. Yeah. I, I'm more looking at that. Like And it, honestly, if you don't have rhythm, you're in a better position. Because now she really going to like... Oh my god, hey, you can't I gotta dance. You, I got to get you some fuzzy. So, all that happens when you don't uh have rhythm, whatever, but he ain't dance her. He like comes sit down and talk. So they talk and they kicking it and they really starting to develop like a rapport, right? It's it's a comfort that they rebuilding from the See, dinner.
1: That's the the intimate setting. Having a having a conversation, wine and having some good music and some in the music
2: background. Music in the back? Come on, man. You can't beat that. Shout out to my AirPod. I mean my HomePod. <laughs> you can't beat that man um where i really thought the mood was set though this storm fam that's nature provided the aphrodisiac dog because you they ain't go get dinner Like uh, y'all ain't eat you know how how difficult it is to get a date with a woman or get some time with a woman where y'all don't eat no food it's damn near impossible bro can't beat it. First of all, this is the all-time can't beat it. <laughs> when I'm alone in my rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah.
1: Jackie I like it's about rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining, I it, tap the concrete, in the surface to this beat. The is calling, Too many murders we see. Alright, yeah, I just felt like uh flexing some old music I uh, put out a couple years ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Find my nigga Jay on iTunes, Spotify, all your streaming platforms right now. Um, but no dog, like you can't can't beat rain, Al Green. And wine. With a woman that you're
1: attracted to and you... Div- See, like is stronger than love.
2: Facts. Okay?
1: Like, that first brand new like, ooh, shit. It's a lot of shit that niggas then killed off like.
2: Mm. Niggas, honestly, I feel like men and women, um, but niggas especially, I'll speak from my point of view, feel like like is... It's really all we be wanting, man. Because it's such a a deeply passionate to be th- to, to quote uh, Lupe
1: Fiasco. Don't even be looking for like like that. But there go it,
2: dog. Shout out to Lupe, man. <laughs> I just listened to the cold the other day, nigga. One of my favorite Fucking albums ever, Barfest. Um, yeah, dog. I I feel like this moment right here because it's new again, like, and that's what people are searching for, like, nigga. How many Jordans you got? How many of them did you have? That's the same now as they was back in when you first bought them back when we was in high school. But boy, when them bitches is new again, you feel different. See, but see, this is
1: what his brother thinks his problem is.
2: Yeah, he keeps searching for that new. And a lot of people, a lot of
1: men or or women, or a lot of some people, yeah, they like that new feeling is such a euphoric feeling. Yeah, that once they get what they was looking for, so to speak. They start over because that's a. It's yeah. such a thrill when you learning about a new person. Yeah. When you trying to find out like when someone is like you know some, it's a it's a a game of cat and mouse. Yeah. When you let your guard down, you are gonna let this person in, and
2: it's it's fun going yeah. through that process. Dating is like being a crackhead. Yeah. Searching for that first. You seeking for that that first high is the best high you ever gonna get, according to all crackheads who've ever cracked. That first high is the reason you become a crackhead because you become addicted to trying to find that again. And I feel like in an effort to find something new again, Michael's character has a reputation and a history for doing this. And his brother told him, like, dog, you just didn't you just end it with such-and-such, whatever old girl name was? Like, nigga, how you all? He like, I could tell you like her just by the way you talking about her. So during the storm, they got the intimate vibe set up. Music going, rain falling, wine poured. They end up fucking. Well, some, she said something about, like, let's pray or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when he told her, when she was like, come dance with me, and he was like, nah, come sit back down, she kind of hesitated when she walked over there. And he was like, what's wrong? Like, what you thinking about? And she was like, Somehow she I'm said just something- praying. And he was like, for what? You
1: no, know, she. Or about what? Something was like, uh, I should pray. He was like, Well, what would you pray for? Oh yeah, that's what it was. And then she was like, uh, Willpower. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh nigga, you already know what
2: time Nig- it. Nigga, pussy got but check. See, like, that's what well, I thought it was cool because, like, you could see the traps being laid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, they were playing, like you said, it's a game of cat and mouse. Like, it was some give and take. Like, and sometimes the women like when when oh, I see where this is going, but I'm gonna let you get off anyway. And also. It's kind of for men and women. There's a certain sort of pizzazz and a certain sort of je ne sais quoi that you need to to bounce the right shit that back and forth. That game of, of a yeah. tennis don't always you got to know how to serve and, and you, also how
1: to return. Like you, facts.
2: Like that's just what it
1: is. And like the 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 connection Oh, it's a bar fest today, ladies. The connection and, and the the
2: chemistry got to be yeah. got to be right. Cuz when he said what would you pray for, nigga? the wait. He looking her dead in the eye from the couch. He looking up at her, almost in a position of like,
1: and she talking about submission, some re- restraint, and He's yeah. like, well, at the end of the day, blaming on the alcohol and blaming it, it on the yeah. weather. Yeah, he
2: said because he had mentioned earlier in the day, and I forget who he was talking to. I don't remember if it was when he was talking to her, or if he was talking to his brother. But at some point in the movie, he had said like people always do things, weird things in a storm or when it rains, something like that. He made a very like subtle mention. And then this was like the homage to that. And he was like, yo, we could blame it on the weather. But it was like, if they didn't have that, that serve, that William's sister serve and return going on, that could have easily broken. Like she could have been like, I need to pray. And he could have been like, pray for what? And she could have been like, pray for parents. Pray for the parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it could have just been ruined, though. Like, even if she responded like that jokingly, he could have lost
1: his life. He could like, have been like, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. Yeah, you know,
2: any of that. And it could have ruined it. But, like, they had that that rapport. That's so critical, dog. Like, one thing that I've looked for in all the relationships I've been in, but especially in the one I'm in now it was that give and take early on, that that little bit of sort of serve return where it's like, nah, there's some this some Pete Sampras yeah. type shit going on. There's some Serena and Venus type shit going on where it's like, nah, everything she's dropping on me, I instantly know my return. But I'm dropping that return on her thinking like I had, I'm i one up and she coming right back with it. And it's like,
1: this is happening, dog. Like I forget... Uh it was a, a Seinfeld joke. It was like that's trying to. That's like two magicians trying to trying to impress each other.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like hmm, Pull that out. This we could
1: Pull this one out. Like
2: so. They after that that exchange, they end up doing it. He told her blame it on the weather, and they did. And they got in there. They got butt naked. Shout out to Issa, little butt naked silhouette. When she got out the bed. She was looking kind of nice on a silhouette. And then uh, the alarms in her apartment ended up going off. It's it's raining too hard. Right? Weather too bad. So he like, all right, let's go to my brother' crib. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't really get again. Not nitpicking. They just I'm, they just they just ran. They outside rushed through this shit and they got in the car. They running the cab. through the stairwell.
1: Like I forgot, or maybe I missed the fact that they was going over to brother' crib. Yeah, because I didn't pick up that they were supposed to go over there until they. So
2: well, when the brother said when they got there, Laurel was like, "You yeah, were okay. supposed to be here earlier." But I don't know if he was supposed to come with her. Yeah, I feel like. Her, him, her hitting him up and saying, what are you doing, earlier in the night when he was at work, kind of put him in that, like,
1: fuck it, I'm going to throw an audible, nigga. But they got over to- he, uh, he ain't playing on fucking either. So, like, yeah. like I was going to come over there help you with your shit. Then yeah. And on. then go to my brother's. Yeah.
2: But now it's like, yo, your mama crib was in a flood zone and you ended up being in a flood zone. Fuck it, let's go to my brother's townhouse, like, safely. Yeah. Plus, I already got some pussy. So, come on. Now, bring your ass on, huh? Shit. for fuck you again. They get over to the brother house. Shout out to uh, Lil Rel and Tiana Paris. I thought they had great chemistry, dog. Boy, I love me her. Yeah, Tiana Paris is great. I love her. Tiana Paris is great. She was great in Survivor's Remorse. Um That's I, mean, I fell in love. Yeah, some of them sex scenes was so
1: I fell in love in Survivor's aggressive. Remorse. She'd been in other shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, but that was- I noticed her then. Yeah. And I have never not noticed her since. Yeah, that was like
2: the penultimate role for it. Every though. time
1: she came on the screen, I just... <laughs> <on the>
2: screen. <laughs> I miss Survivor's Remorse, by the way. That was a great show. And I'm still mad that that shit got taken off. But um, anyway, so they get over to the brother's house. And uh, Lil Rel and Tiana, they got two kids, two daughters. So he's in the kitchen talking to his brother and his sister-in-law. And they kind of say, oh, I like her. She's so nice. She's so love. Yeah. And they doing that. But while he's in there, she's in the living room with his nieces.
1: This ever happened to you before? Yes. My aunt did this to me. Yeah. I had a young lady over um, uh, who had just bailed me out of jail. Yeah. Right? So that, like. Shout <laughs> out to her. <laughs> had just bailed me out that morning. If it weren't for shit. you, we you wouldn't have this week in culture. So I'm out. Uh, at my aunt' house, I'm out real far and shit, and she come in. And she was like, "Oh, hey, where's your son?" Or I'm like, "Hey, that's not her." Yeah, <laughs> like she was at, like that's not her, and uh, I had to. I, that was it was not a good look. Yeah. Can,
2: now, granted, Just it was like, blew the
1: bag though. It wasn't like no cheating shit, but it was like that's it, not her. You blowing the bag like, though. This
2: is not the same person. So, uh, if you've been a fan of this podcast for a while. Or if you, you know, a new fan, but you retroactively went back and listened to the old pod. Shout out to y'all, by the way. You know that my dad was in a very serious car accident back when I was 14. And uh, due to his accident, had plenty of of ailments and, and uh, physical woes. But one of the things he's had to deal with is uh, memory loss. And uh, specifically a bad short-term memory. So the longest relationship I had ever been in was a four-year on-again, off-again, long-distance relationship with a nice young woman named Candace. Shout out to Candace. Hope she's doing all right in life. The problem with my dad is, and his memory loss, <laughs> any girl that came through the crib, that nigga instantly, as soon as he hear the door open, Candace. they come in. That nigga in the back in his little room, he be watching TV. He like, oh, is that Candace up front? And now it's like, Tone, nigga, god damn it. You are blowing the bag. Hold up. Come on, son. Yeah, we ain't really? going to get on that. I'm, I'm not dealing with that right now. That's a wild announcement. Uh, But yeah, my pops literally would call like every woman Candace because not a lot of women met my parents. So all y'all was Candace. And it was like, I, I learned over the years, like, yo, I just got to tell Tone, like, up to the minute that they coming back, like... You got to walk to the back and be like, "Yo, such and such is coming back right I just now." And the
1: ladies like, "Listen, hey, my dad, you know, yeah. he's going to call you Candace." Uh hey. I I, I, have, I haven't known a Candace since I was 12 years old. Hey. But hey,
2: that's the last one. I don't even Nah, man, it's just one movie he be watching, man. It's a girl in there named Candace. That's like the only girl he know other than my mom. Nigga, anything, dog. But that nigga toned and blew so many bags for me, dog. Calling chicks Candace. But uh, his nieces, Michael's nieces, are up front and they basically asking May all these questions as if she were Michael's ex. Because they thought she was Michael's ex. Because all they did was hear about his ex. They didn't, they had never met her. So they just saw a face and instantly put that face to his ex's name and they just started running. And she, like, who is that? Because she ain't heard about an ex. Why would she? Y'all only been out twice. Y'all just had sex randomly. It was by chance. Um. So why would you have heard about an ex yet? Y'all ain't reached that stage. we been on one date. One real date, and then we chilled once, and it turned into something. But what it turned into definitely wouldn't have drawn up a conversation about my ex. Like, that's just what it is. But uh, they sit down. Him, Michael, May, the brother, and the sister-in-law – and they just have. This is when I felt like she sort of realized, "Oh shit, I like this nigga." That moment is always critical when you realize, "Oh shit, I like a motherfucker." Like, I think
1: that's a moment where you actually will sit down and talk to the kids, yeah, and not be like, "All right, leave me the fuck alone." Yeah, because like if I'm gonna, like I don't if, if I don't plan on ever seeing you again, I'm not talking to the kids in your family.
2: You remember, in, I'm on
1: my phone or doing something.
2: Yeah, you remember in Boomerang when uh uh marcus had just finished i think this might have been the second time oh this was after uh robin givens came over there um and she had the coat on the trench coat and she had been late she missed a date they were supposed to go see like whoever tlc or somebody they were supposed to go see and she missed the date she had a late flight and all that and she came directly over to his crib And when he let her in, he was pissed off. And then she opened the coat, had on a little lingerie set up, ended up fucking till like smithering. She tore that nigga up. Then she got up and told that nigga, that was great. I got to go. He like, where you going? She like, oh, I got to go. I had a long flight. I got to get some work done. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she dipped. And then after she dipped, that nigga looked at the nightstand, saw 200 on the nightstand and it said... For the tickets, because she had wasted the tickets. And then that nigga sort of gripped his sheets up and brought them up to his chest because he realized, wait, I like this woman. Because I ain't never let a woman play me like this like yeah. in my life. I really like her. That Marcus moment is critical. And I think in this, this scene, whether it's her talk to the nieces or kicking it with the brother and the sister-in-law, may realize, oh, shit, I like this nigga. He just gave me the pipe. It was clearly serviceable. Now I'm over here and I'm kicking it with his family, and it's like, damn, I like him and I feel like he might like me too.
1: And this is the scene or right before, or the scene right after this is when Lil' Rail got into his bag, his hilarious bag and shit, when they were talking about uh, them having sex and all the other stuff. And this whole little scene in yeah. the crib was like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super funny, though. Yeah, and they were. That's always funny when people can tell y'all just bone. Cause Tiana Paris <laughs> was like, "So, what were y'all doing in the storm? Like before y'all came over, and it was just mad awkward silence." Hey, look. So, uh, one of my
1: exes and shit. Like, um, uh, like first night we had sex, it was like yeah, Christmas Eve and shit. Yeah. And like the next morning, we went to Christmas breakfast, right? Cause that's a thing in my in my, mm-hmm. in my house, my family. And like that was the first time like everybody had had mm. met her and shit And it was like super obvious. Yeah, (laughs) like one of my grandma, my my, uh, my uncles that said something. Like it was just like super duper obvious. I was like, for uh, no reason, like John Witherspoon and Boomerang (laughs) when uh, him and the wife went in there Thanksgiving. But it was like my 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 pastor uncle. (laughs) Like like, it wasn't like his twin brother is uncle is pop, but he was like the pastor uncle. Like it was the exact opposite of what that's (laughs) funny as hell. It was like so he was like y'all probably up there. Yeah, up all night, huh? Man. Oh,
2: I gave you your presents, huh? I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Uncle Drew, striking the nerve here. I remember one time after my uh, after my dog funeral, shout out to my nigga Frank, man, rest in peace. You know, funerals is weird, man. Like niggas is in all kinds of emotions, man. And uh, we went. This the cat I went to high school with, and uh, it was kind of like a little, just few folks kicking it at my homegirl crib. And we got back and one of the girls that was over there, man, she was just mad aggressive, like with the with the horny. And I'm like, damn, like we had never fucked before and no shit like that. So I'm like, damn, she coming on strong. And I'm like, I wasn't really in that mood. Like I'm still yeah. kinda sad my dog died, but if it was after home. a while, I'm like, shit, I mean, I can't bring my nigga back, man. So I'm like, so me and her duck off to the bathroom and shit. After federal sex is a thing. Oh, it's definitely a thing. I see, mind you, I'm like sixteen at the yeah. time. I ain't realized till later this is a real thing. Nigga. I didn't know, but it but is. uh, yeah. I learned in Wet Wedding Crashers. That nigga mm. Will Ferrell at the end was like, "Oh yeah, that wedding shit. Oh nigga, funerals is where it's at." Like, so me and this uh me and this chick break off to the bathroom and shit, and I didn't end up fucking because during the foreplay, like she wasn't really smelling the greatest, nigga. Like my man went the only thing that died. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Something died in that bathroom. So uh I came about the bathroom and shit because I wasn't really trying to go there. I hit her with the oh I ain't got no rubbers. Nigga, this high school. I'm 16. I got a wallet full of rubbers, nigga. But I'm like, nah, I ain't got no rubbers. We can't do nothing. And nigga, for the rest of the day, everybody that was up, cause it was way more people over there when we came out the bathroom. Everybody was like, Oh, what y'all was in there doing, nigga? And then nigga start walking past the bathroom like, oh, they was fucking. I'm like, uh, don't attach me to that she was in there smelling like that what was going on? yeah nigga no nah, they definitely smelled something though nigga that shit was foul but uh anyway man so the awkwardness that kind of came up after this scene too because like they had had sex they go to his brother crib but then they slept or they went and got in bed and it was just kind of weird it was that post-sex weird because like hey you still a stranger. I don't know you. And now we And I don't like, know you. And
1: like now you in my my niece's bedroom. And like I tell you why it was so it was yeah. so So this the part, the chemistry was kind of weird for me because yeah. like this is the situation where like you probably should be laying on my chest. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like my back was
2: towards you. It was just real awkward. And we ain't never slept together. I don't know how you sleep. I don't know your your style. Cause you gotta learn people's sleep well, they style too. kind of slept. After they smashed, they fell asleep. A little asleep. bit. They little they bit. laid there, but that was that post. Like, we tired. we gonna Thanks. lay here and late. We fall how we lay, nigga. This is true. Um, but now like y'all done got in bed. And it's just like, all right, I don't know if this is uh if this is comfortable. So after it stops raining, they threw their clothes on and they went and took a walk. They taken a walk and she asked him, like, yo, so who was such and such?
1: He was also reading the letters again.
2: Oh yeah, she did get up and start reading her mom's letter. Speaking of, that, let's get back to her mom a little bit. Yeah. Um, so her mom, after four years, went back to Louisiana, went to her mom's crib. I assumed she was selling the crib, but I don't know. Yeah, I think um, said they were selling it, but that, but it was weird because they went over to the Michael and May went over to the crib later. And the, I remember she said it was we was cleaning it out, yeah, or it was something, but. Young Christina with four-year-old May now. She got May in tow. Thought Um, it was a boy. Definitely had her dressed up like uh, Jaden Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. Um, She looked like a young Jaden Smith. And they went back to Louisiana. And while she was there, Isaac pulled up to the crib. Because she was at her mom's crib. Isaac pulls up. And he like, yo, I heard you was here. Peter told me. Heard you was in town. Figured I'd catch you since I didn't last time. You popped in, nigga.
1: I didn't see you... I, last time you left, I didn't... Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't have a chance to catch you. Nigga. Wow, that was a Man. shot. Cause it didn't... was a shot. I got to... Because I've been waiting four years to say something. You got to expect that something might be a shot, nigga. No disrespect, but you can't just waltz in this motherfucker like, cool. That ain't how you this go. Well. So they talking, and she just like, you know, it is what it is. He like, well, look, can I drop you off at the bus station at least? Because... I didn't get a chance to last time. So we take her to the bus stop. It's kind of quiet. He didn't say it in this scene, but something that Isaac said, because I can't remember if it was this scene or if he said it to Michael earlier, or even if he said it to May when she goes to meet up with him, but it's relevant right now. Isaac said about Christina leaving, why he didn't go after her. He said, "I didn't know how to be how to be with the woman I had to keep up with." You ever been with a woman you felt like you had to keep up with, uh, like you felt like she was maybe moving a bit too fast in life, nigga? Uh, I think
1: my my first relationship, yeah. my first real relationship, yeah, absolutely. We stayed for we had it on and off for for quite some time, but yeah. it was uh,
2: yeah, I've. I've been in mad situations like this, man. So I, I, the reason that I think Isaac's scenes really hit for me, cause I I don't regret anything that I've ever had with a woman, but I've had plenty of times in life. I I done been up and down, dog. I done been piss poor, nigga. I done had bread. I done been in between. But I've had moments in my life, especially as an adult, where I was dating like some dynamic women, dog, and it was just like the only thing wrong was they was trying to do shit that I just couldn't do at the time. Like, I wasn't in that position then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was dating women who could pick up and go at the drop of a hat. Nigga, they, oh, man, I want to go to Florida tomorrow. And it was like, oh, shit, nigga, I might need to, give me about a month. Let me stack that up. Let me make this payment first. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of, you got to shift your shit. So I understood, like, when people were so, adamant about why didn't he go after it's like easier said than done dog
1: some people like need a foundation and a base yeah and some people like no let's bust a
2: move right right now and granted i've been both nigga when i moved to atlanta i tell this story all the time i went down there to go kick it with my best friend for his birthday for the weekend i came back to detroit and put my two-week notice in it was like, yeah, man, I, I was working at the House of Representatives for the 9th District of Detroit. I thought my whole life was set up. I was trying to roll into politics and really sort of work my way up into local politics. And then after one fun weekend in Atlanta, nigga, threw that whole shit to the, to the wayside. I was like, yo, it's been real. I love y'all. But two Mondays from now, I'm hitting 75, nigga. And that's exactly what I did. I packed my crib and Lansing and hit the road, my nigga. So I get having that sort of like drop everything and go spirit. And you figure it out when you get there. But sometimes when you're dealing with another person, especially as the man, because that's something that didn't nobody want to discuss neither. It's pressure that comes with being a man. I got to be able to take care of you. In Louisiana, Isaac was very comfortable taking care of Christina and his ability to take care of her. In New York, he don't know how he going to take care of himself. So how am I going to come up there with you?
1: My skill set don't translate to the concrete jungle.
2: What else I'm going to do up there? Concrete when all I know is this gulf. All I know is this water. What I'm going to do up there. I'm going to feed you. How I'm going to make sure you good down here. I know I could make you sh- make sure you good. I know I could get you this ring and get you this wedding and get you these clothes and make sure it's a roof over your head. Because down here, one, I know what I'm doing. But two, down here, you don't require much. We're minimalists down here. When we get to New York, not only am I scared that I ain't going to have it, but I'm also scared that you're going to want more because I could tell by the tone you talking about you want more. And that mean, you want more than what I able to provide you down here. And that's what makes it like I felt for Isaac. Cause it's like, dog, you can't just pick up and go, but it's like, you also got to deal with the fact that now you just sitting back watching the love of your life. Leave nigga. Hearts. That's a heartbreaking situation. And it's a lot. Unfortunately, not a lot of women have been in a scenario to relate.
1: Nothing about me
2: thought that that was his kid. I didn't, I didn't think it, but I saw where they was headed with it. It kind of felt obvious. I, I didn't. It didn't yeah. click
1: for me. I don't know. Maybe because I didn't see that note about yeah, her yeah, get, yeah. like it. It didn't click. I'm thinking like, damn, this bitch got a and whole.
2: I was putting two and two together. And I so, thought yeah. when
1: she was telling like, don't get out the car. I'm thinking like because you don't want the whole. You don't want to say, goodbye,
2: and you all like, say yeah. goodbye. You don't want to say
1: goodbye. You don't want to be like emotional over another nigga. When you got your kid, who was yeah. the father? Because we've already seen the father yeah. at this time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying in the movie. Yeah. So I'm
2: like, oh, so because they they threw that little that little trick at us with Courtney B Vance. So now we're thinking like, oh yeah, she went to New York, found another guy, had a kid with him. Um, so yeah, she gets to the Greyhound with Isaac. He drops her and May off. Last time they ever saw one another, and then he ain't seen her since. Well, up until now. Um, now that uh. Well, all right, let's get to that part. So, after the night at his brother crib, he finds... Michael finds out he got the job in London. He had been. He tells uh, her that he applied for a job in London that yeah, night. Yeah, 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 when they were walking. You know? Yeah, when he was walking. So, he told her, and she's like, well, are you going to take it? He like, I don't know. I just felt like now was the appropriate time to tell you. Like, because this seems like a thing, so... Let me give you the heads up that it's a good chance I'm going to London. This is Christina and Isaac talking about New York in reverse. It's the it's the inverse of that. Yeah. Um. Not a long not a long detailed conversation. Uh-uh. Just I'm springing it on you because I feel like you should know, and that's it. And I'm not asking permission. I'm telling you what might happen. Yeah. That's just what it is. So uh, fast forward, he finds out that. He got the job. He's ecstatic. Tells his boss. um, He tells his brother. And while he's talking to his brother, May called. He looked at the phone. He don't pick it up. His brother like, what you doing, dog? Like, come on, man. You need to talk to that girl. Like, tell her what's going on. He like, clearly you like her. And he just like, eh.
1: I don't get it. Why would he do that? I
2: don't know why he didn't pick up that phone, though.
1: That never was explained to me.
2: Or, you know what, maybe, all right, I'm in the bar, it's loud, I'm with my brother, and clearly I can't have his convo now. Call her back.
1: What I mean is, like, he
2: didn't plan on telling her that he's leaving. Yeah. I don't know why. So he was cornered. And that's what I want to talk about. Because one of my, again, critiques, I didn't have many, but one of them was, fam, the relationship between the two of them was all of one date and one hangout. Whatever energy, yeah, they had some chemistry for sure, but whatever was developed in in regard to feelings over the course of this time was underdeveloped from the audience standpoint. Yeah. Because he doesn't pick up the phone when she calls. He doesn't tell her about London. And then he goes back to Louisiana to continue and wrap up his interview with Isaac. What he didn't know, she went to Louisiana after finishing her mom's letter and realizing Isaac was her dad. She goes to Louisiana, meets Isaac. He sits her down, offers her some boiled crab. I want to go meet that nigga and get some boiled crab. She
1: found out he the daddy.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, he finds out that he the
2: daddy. Yeah. He had no clue. He like, I could have asked. This nigga a good actor, dog. Yeah, no. He was killing this role, bro.
1: And the reason I know he's a good actor because I've seen him in different roles and he don't talk that slow. He 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 gave a, he came off with a, a very simple man approach. And
2: he had a Louisiana drawl. And shout out to um, hold on. Before I forget her name, Shorty from Detroit that played Christina. I just said it. Shantae Adams from the D, cause she was killing that New- that Louisiana accent, bro. She was killing that. Like I was I was very impressed with with how she pulled that off. The energy, the accent, she was crushing it all. But uh so Mae tells Isaac, yo, you're my dad. Like, But what really killed that scene was when she told him Christina died. Because he was like, she was like, she <laughs> was like, okay. I'm Mae, Christina Eames' daughter. He was like, like is she, she, here? Here ya? she here with ya? And, is She here with you? Because he was kind of like excited a little is, bit. He was like, no. He was like, well, where's she at? Yeah. She was like, uh, she passed. No, I got emotional on that scene. Because dog face was... Like, damn, really? I think at the moment I was like, is there a draft for this month? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you said. Because like, in that moment, he realized, I never went after the one woman that I truly loved. Not that he ain't love his wife and all that. But this is the love of your life. After, I just
1: broached the subject with, oh, with, with, with Michael, boy. Yeah. not knowing there's a connection. Yeah. So it's fresh on my mind. Yeah. I just said I wish I would have went after her. Yeah.
2: All of a sudden, her daughter comes to me. And she knows... He know who she is immediately. Yeah, because he looked at her like, you look like somebody I know. You look like me. (laughs) Dark skin. Yeah. Um, And then we see I'm thinking like, wow. So she tells him like, my mother passed recently about a month ago. She didn't let us know she was sick. And he looking at her like, I heard this before. I know this story all too well. But he like, wow. And she like, she wrote you a letter too and he was like have you read it she yeah. was like no nah. so he went to the back after he offered her the boiled crab and shit he went to the back apparently he read it and she asked him the next day what did the letter say and he like she apologized for leaving and you know all of that and for not telling me about you and he apologized to me cuz he like i should have known when she brought you here when you was 4 years old but he was like i didn't ask I was too scared to I ask. was scared to ask
1: I think he was too scared to ask because if it wasn't.
2: Then what? Like, I don't know. The same emotions that Christina went through when she found out he got married that quick, he was going to look at it like, damn, you left for four years and you got a four year old that ain't mine?
1: But then he thought, like, but if this was my baby. She would say
2: something. Yeah, and that was that was a valid point. But one hundred percent agree. He, he like, could have asked her.
1: But I should have asked either way. He took ownership of it, and, and I respected was, it.
2: And that, matter of fact,
1: that was they had this conversation before, right before Michael got there. Yeah, no, no, before the boy crab. He because they was like, ah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. They had
1: this conversation. He was like, so uh, you want to stay? You want some boy crab?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like
1: yeah. I'm. I'm now that I know I got a daughter. I'm a. I wanna. I wanna. Uh.
2: I wanna take care of you. Shit. Yeah. And it was. And he said, she asked me in the letter to take care of you. Like, mm-hmm. so he trying to. He done lost the two most important women in his life. He lost Christina, the love of his life, and then he lost his wife, another woman who he loved. Like, so right now, gaining a daughter in this moment, can't imagine the emotions that he going through. So, and
1: May loves it in Louisiana.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because she, she is, feels like she can be herself.
1: She the exact opposite of her mom. Yeah. And what I mean by that is her mom come from humble beginnings and she wanted stuff. Yeah. She had, And she left love for stuff.
2: Yeah. And she loved her daughter with stuff. Because you could tell from May's apartment, Christina's loft, and that Fucking uh, look like Ghost and Tasha apartment that her dad walked out of. Well, see, they have money.
1: Now May comes from stuff.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: She got that, but she don't got the love, and she don't got yeah. the culture portion.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting she getting that, that in Louisiana,
1: she like she is the opposite of her mom, and Lakeith or Michael's character is just like her mom. And I wasn't expecting that dynamic. I yeah. thought this movie was gonna be like. Hey, I'ma try not to be an asshole like my mom was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever.
2: And I'm a, and, but it's like, no, you the softy. Yeah. You, you're I, you're more like your real dad. Yes. Then you know. Yes. You wonder where you get it from because yes. it ain't Courtney B. Vince who's a little more sort of tepid and like he even says, like after she realizes that Isaac is her father, he says, I met your mama when she was three months pregnant with you. I ain't care. She turned me away at first, but I was just persistent. And I kept at her. And from all the conversations we got with her dad, speaking about how her mom interacted with him, not that her mom never loved her dad. We were never shown that dynamic. But I'm like, it sounded like, nigga, you were a matter of convenience. sex. Because I don't imagine that in the first nine months she was there, she had her shit together the way she did when she passed. I don't
1: imagine her mom had a great life outside of professionally.
2: Yeah. She grew professionally, but... In that first nine months, when she had you, she needed Courtney B. Vance. Because she ain't have much then. She had just gotten a job three months in, nigga. Like,
1: low key, that's how she afforded that place.
2: Yeah, possible.
1: Because when she came back. Yeah. could think about it. She must have been pregnant.
2: She was at pregnant the when she went to New Orleans or back to Louisiana, pardon me. At eh. the funeral. Yep.
1: Because the funeral was three that months. That
2: was three months. And that's and right when th- she met Issa's or May's fake dad stepdad yeah but he raised her so you never knew but one dad but he said she made me promise not to tell you about her about your real father so i'm like i look at that and i'm like yeah christina just ran you bro like it wasn't really no love there so she had
1: things she didn't have a great relationship with her daughter you yeah. have a great relationship with her husband yeah uh like i don't know that that was like the quote unquote yeah right decision.
2: Yeah. Cause she was fulfilled in the sense that she became known. Her Not, name was known. Now
1: people know your name. Who you gonna share with?
2: And that bar, um told y'all it's a bar fest. Uh but it's kinda like to that conversation man. What's most important uh to you? What's most important? That my lady remembers me fondly. (laughs) 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 This
0: nigga J, aka Slim.
2: Um, no, man, but that's real shit, dog. Like when you when you think about the legacy you leave. You also got to think about who you're leaving that legacy with. Yeah. You wanted a name.
1: Me personally, it's going to be uh, the relationships, the experiences, and the connections yeah. that mean more to me. Yeah. And of course, I like things. Absolutely. They allow me, the things that I use allow me to capture moments. Yeah. I'm in the tech. I'm in the computers. Yeah. I'm in the shit, photography. you in the photography. And video and audio. Like Jay is Christina stuff, Eames. You know, really, though. Facts. Um, I used to be developing in yeah. Dark Room and shit yeah. like that. But I like things which helped help me capture moments. All this tech shit is helping us create a moment right now. And yeah. these are experiences and things yeah. of that nature. That's what's important to me. So yeah. it's important when you are here on your mate search, uh, all your little checklists about your the college degrees and how much a person make, mm. all that shit is cool on the surface, or maybe it's not cool on the surface. Maybe we should start with the connection first. Yeah, Let's make sure that we are like-minded. Start there, and then you wanna go to that other shit.
2: So, I feel like life is about determining what's fulfilling to you, right? This is true. Um, everybody's fulfillment is going to be different. Everybody's sort of level of, of fulfillment will be at at different depths. And it's something similar to what I've said on this podcast before about people who look to venture into podcasting. Don't do it just because, yo, this the wave right now. Because I didn't just start getting interested in movies and television shows a year and a half ago when we started this pod, 86 episodes ago. Nigga, when I was a kid, I'm talking about from four years old until I went off to college. I'm going to tell you what my Sunday consisted of. I went to early morning service at church. I went to Sunday school. Shout out to Spring Hill Missionary Baptist Church. Me and Jay crossed paths. We ain't even know it. Facts. As young little fucking seven mile ass kids. And then after church, I went back home and at 11 o'clock that morning, I watched Siskel and Ebert. That went off at 11 30. I had to get dressed for karate practice. And I did that for like six years. You go to the ones years, on nigga. seven mile in the Southfield? I've been there before. I quit. I, I went to like maybe 15 different uh dojos before I found one that I felt was challenging. But that was, I was I was in a different bag as a four-year-old, nigga. Like, four-year-old aunt searching for a karate class was different, nigga. I, you, want, you want to talk about an arrogant little nigga, dog. Like, I was like, fam, I'll whoop the instructor ass right now. I was doing karate at Spring Hill at church. They used to have that over at the little uh, rec center yeah, across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dog, I used to be in there like, fam, I, I'll whoop the instructor ass right now, bro. Like, you ain't no sensei. You ain't no sensei to me, nigga. But um, yeah, dog. I went to Sunday school, church, and watched Siskel and Ebert, and that was my Sunday every week for years. Like, you know what's so wild is somebody texted me who's watching the movie like right right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: So like, but uh, it's, we're talking about the movie yeah, yeah, that you're watching right as now.
2: they're watching. Yeah. But no, it's I, I say all that to say, man. It's one thing to have things and to have experiences but it's another thing to have love for something dog and me and jay got love for what we do we couldn't come in this in this joint and pocket jay podcast 90 times a week but is but with his with his two primary mediums this week in culture and shop talk like you couldn't come in here week in week out without love for what you're doing dog it's a passion for this shit and with may she had the things and may have even gotten some experiences her dad mentioned she went to chicago for school one would assume she went to northwestern just because it seemed like it matches her becoming an art curator yeah. like and in her mom's uh photography so she had things and she maybe even had some experiences but she never got the love she was looking for michael seems to have the love because his bro- his relationship with his brother and his sister-in-law It's great. A relationship with his nieces is great. It's love there. And it seems like you might have. He want that writing fame. I I need my name known, dog. I want to go write in London. I want to be known worldwide, not just in New York.
1: Fam, who the fuck? I don't know a lot about writing, but Mm -hmm. (sighs) the Associated Press, fam. All, All we ever hear about is see at the bottom It just say Associated Press. Yeah. What about so I don't never hear it by name. Yeah. Yeah. I can't like your name or maybe your your name is gonna ring with writers.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't know them niggas. And it's I looked at it like maybe that's a a, a avenue for you to become something bigger. Turn writing into your own column. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and turn your column into Shit be crazy with the internet. Like, why you yeah. need to? Why
1: you need to work for a
2: publication and you I, can write? I did think that. Like, with this being a movie set in current day, for the most part, the main characters set in current day, nigga, you ain't need to go to London to become a world renowned writer, right? From like, your fucking
1: iPhone. You Shit. can
2: become a reporter with no job, nigga. Like, you were writing for like a dope indie publication in New York. Like, you could have kept doing that and still became like. Or like this create
1: this create your own website.
2: But I think so to that point, to Christina's point, I think he wanted the experience. Cause his brother and them had a great townhouse in uh in or a row house in in Queens or Brooklyn or wherever the hell they lived. I don't know. But it seemed like with the love he had, it seemed like he was just on some, like, I'm missing something and I'm tired of chasing it. And this seems like the opportunity. And then Mae dropped in and it was like, damn, she came along. But eh, she ain't enough to stop me from continuing my my move, dog. So long story short, he go to Louisiana and he going up to Isaac Cred To say bye and then yeah. finish his story want to finish out. my story and then may open that door and looking good in that yellow dress. And they just looking at you like, I don't get why y'all here. You got to bite the head off them there crawfish. That got to be a, that's a weird experience when you walk into someone like, nigga. why are you here? Man, if I were him, I would have thrown up. If I were her, I would have thrown up, nigga. Like, why are you here? Nothing between the two of them would have made me not throw up, bro. I just wanna point that out. And uh Isaac should have been looking like how oh, y'all know each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was kind of giving them that look, like, um fuck y'all staring about, nigga. <laughs> like, so uh I would've loved to
1: see I would have loved to see um him exp- that
2: explanation. So we just cut through the next scene. They yeah, like explain to Isaac how y'all cause they just jumped to them in the kitchen. Talking. And she like, uh, why didn't you call me back? Okay. Cause she had called him the night before. So she like, Why well, you ain't call me back? And nigga? I didn't know
1: what time frame this was.
2: Yeah. I, I was assumed that,
1: Was that the night before? Was
2: it was it weeks? Or was it days by? or weeks but
1: have have they gone out on dates
2: after like yeah. I don't know
1: what that time frame was.
2: Yeah. But clearly he ain't called her back. That's what we do know. Yeah. And however long went by, even if it was the next day and they both went down to Louisiana. Well, no, it couldn't have been because she had been in Louisiana at least overnight at that point. So this is at least a couple days between, nigga. Because she called him when mm. they was both still in New York. So anyway, they in the kitchen. She like, you ain't call me back, nigga. What's good? He like, yeah, sorry about that. And then like three seconds later, they in the dark room at her mom crib making out. And that's where I felt like, all right. Because she don't know
1: that she was... She don't know that he is spinning you right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't she know, has no clue
1: about London. You don't know that you're getting ghosted. You just happen to pull up on me. Pull up
2: on me. Yeah. I um I don't really like that they move through this that quick. Like without the conflict that I would imagine them having in this moment. Because yeah. She might not. Hey, we only been out a couple times. We had sex once. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She might not feel like I got the right to check this nigga. You don't. And he might not feel like she can check me. But nigga, y'all not just kissing in a damn dark room a minute later. Like, I don't know. That just felt. That wasn't realistic, dog. He's like, trying to
1: get that send off. You know yeah, what I'm man, man. And then they hanging out, and they had a really good time. And then he, once they had a super good time, yeah. and she started talking about future shit, he like, oh, fuck. Yeah.
2: I, I got to tell this bitch. So I'm they gonna... went to the, same, uh, to the same club that her mom and Isaac went to when they was younger. They went to New Orleans. They went out to the city and shit. And uh, while they there, first of all, dog that was playing the sax in that scene was getting off nigga the music was incredible but all them new orleans scenes were really dope because we was getting them horns and and all the instrumentation man so they at the joint they having a ball they drinking champagne they celebrating it's a jazz show life is good and then uh a nigga went and she like we should move down here and that nigga looked at her like that's crazy (laughs) she like no i mean at least come visit more often like I love it down here. And he like, no, that shit really crazy. And she like, what, what's, what's going on? Why you acting funny? That nigga he say, no, nah, shorty, I ain't, I ain't even know you was wild. I <laughs> be in London. Nigga, that London. nigga said, no. Nah. Hey, speaking of moving, <laughs> I'm going to London. <laughs> we got London on the <laughs> track. <laughs> that was a wild. Like, why didn't you say shit? And that's where I'm like, fam, if you were looking at her in that moment where she was like, why well, didn't call me back? Like, fam, you ain't got the right to check me. This is where you also need to be man enough to be like, yo.
1: Like, listen, I didn't call you back because, like. I just found out I was going to London. I like, really didn't know what how to, to, to yeah. explain this to you. And we got something going on. We yeah. popping. But I'm about to go to London. And this is the career for me. And, uh. I'm going to leave just like your mama did. Yeah. Which is wild because this is why it's really wild. Because you know that's what happened to Isaac. Because Isaac told you
2: that. Yeah.
1: And now you know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he gave you the play. He gave you the play. And now you know this is Isaac's daughter,
2: a.k.a. And may know that that happened to Isaac because she read the letter.
1: So like, whoa. Why would you do to her what her mama did to that man that's your friend now? That you done wrote about. So I guess that's maybe that's why he told her. Yeah. Because, like, damn, it's gonna be fucked up.
2: Yeah. And I I get, again, you see how fucked up he been. Woo. You see how fucked up Isaac is. Yeah. So they, they go off to the side. They talk about that. He tells her, you know, I, I didn't know how to tell you and this is a thing. And she he like, but I want this to work. Like, I want to figure it out. Like, I, we could do long distance. She like, long distance never works. A, as the self-proclaimed long distance king that literally there was like a 6 year span of my life where all the women i met that i had any chemistry with ever were long distance nigga it was i got to a point where i was like yo somebody playing a game nigga like my mom just used to laugh at me nigga she like up oh, where you headed off to now i'm like uh nigga seattle nigga she like who the fuck live on let me be great but uh long distance can work with an endgame. game fortunately for me and my shorty I never had an in game, so nothing ever worked out with them other chicks. But uh if you if you have sort of a, a time, one you need a plan. You know, how often are y'all gonna see each other and make it work? Da 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 da. Long distance from New York to London is a little bit different, though. I was like Detroit to Atlanta. <laughs> it's a little different than New York to London, dog. But Michael in this moment, so did you feel like he was being Genuine in saying I want to make it work, or do you feel like he was cornered? Because me and Shorty had different thoughts on this scene.
1: Um, they did not put enough into this scene for me to make him believe, unless he just got convinced when they was out the second time. Yeah,
2: maybe. Because if not, this is where. I, so we on the same page, and could that be me and you as men? Absolutely. But I told Shorty, and I said it at the uh, at the screening. But I said, fam. He was not looking for this moment. He wasn't ready to tell her, yo, I want to be together and I want to make it work and I want to do long distance. Nigga, he got cornered with his situation. He was ready to fucking ghost her and thought he had, thought he could get to Louisiana, finish his story, get back to New York and pack his bags and go to London before ever speaking to her again. Once he bumped into her in Louisiana, nigga, it was an audible. And I felt like now that nigga just saying what makes him not look like an asshole. That's just me. Maybe as a former asshole, this is something I would have done. Like, yo, I want to make this work because I can't say, yo, I was trying to ghost you. What the fuck? You just popped up out of nowhere. I ain't know you was that nigga daughter. Like, had I knew that, I would have called that nigga over the phone and finished the interview. I never would have came here. So that's my thoughts. Now, granted, if you want to romanticize it and think of it as him really being genuine in that moment and saying he wanted to make it work, do that. But I'm 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 being honest with what we were given. I wasn't given enough in this movie to say that right now is some magical love moment where this nigga saying, by all means, I want to figure this out. So that's it. He told her he wanted to make it work. And May said he was like, what do you want to do? May said. I just want to do what we're doing in this moment right now. So, that's it. That's it. Beyond now, we ain't got shit to figure out. I respect both. Above. Can't be. I'm going to be mad at either, dog. I'm not a giant
1: proponent for, for long distance. Me either. Because I know how, how my shit's set up. Um, So, I can't be mad if somebody don't want that. But, like, while you here, we're going to enjoy this shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, yo, y'all are in this dope New Orleans bar, y'all having drinks, y'all got a live band. Hey, go back, have some sex one more time, and then, you know what, y'all had a magical moment for I don't know what the timeline of this movie is, but I take this as a matter of a couple weeks. Like, this felt fast. Like,
1: I should have looked at the date on the tickets for the, um. Oh, for the Kendrick joint. So long story short, we'll wrap this up so I can get to this one other point. Cause I want to get on y'all heads on some dumb shit.
2: Um, <laughs> he go
1: to London. He go to London. You know, he over there writing some weak ass shit about some bloat. Uh, <laughs> uh, and my mind, so he
2: doing Estelle articles and <laughs> yeah. shit.
1: He writing about Skepta and um. Yeah, and then he gets some a, a ticket. Yeah, uh, to Kendrick, and uh, because that was a whole Drake Kendrick thing. Yeah, yeah. On their first date, uh, they I'm, talked about. That. I'm definitely the Kendrick nigga. So do that with you like yeah <laughs> um and then he she show up at the concert they have a good time they say hey let's be together and end on some happily ever after shit which i'm happy for because i'm so sick and tired of all the movies ending fucked up yeah because like now it used to be like oh everything is always happy it's not realistic now it's not realistic the other way now yeah. like, y'all make everything fucked up so i'm love wins sometimes
2: sometimes i do but so, here's something that was kind of awkward for me. So, she meets him at the Kendrick concert, and she said something to the point of, I need you. And that just felt weird. Dog, at no point did we get, like, the when was that need established, dog? Like, it was just, it felt like it didn't feel awkward between them. Like the, I think she was living
1: through her mom's mm. letters. And she was so uptight and didn't know why. I think she has a a better understanding of why she is the way that she is. Her mom was the way her mom was, her grandma. And I think he made her feel comfortable and able to relax. And that's what she needs at this moment.
2: Something else I noticed too, is that they used, I need you and not, I love you. Yeah, And I thought that that was intentional because I thought that even in this moment where they kind of know, yo, we've established a relationship between two people that the audience hasn't necessarily seen develop like in full. So it might be weird for y'all. So I think that was their acknowledgement of we ain't going to pretend that feelings exist yet that don't. So we're going to replace love with need, nigga. Damn,
1: a like is enough for you to do some strange shit man. just to see if it's going to be love on the other end yeah. of that
2: feeling. To see if it's worth love because you got to give love, not just give it or get it. So, just to see if it's worth you giving it to this man, dog. So, she went to London. She told him she want to make it work. She apologized for not saying the right things in that moment. I've seen a few women, uh, several different pages on social media, saying that they wish he would have made the gesture to kick it off. Whatever the gesture might have been. One, semantics. And two, like, I'm sorry. I hate to be this nigga. And by hate to be this nigga, I mean I will forever be this nigga. Can the men get something like, like for one, like in all of cinema history, we've made the gesture to make it work. We've run after the woman.
1: I just want to know why if there is something that you want that is in your grasp, in your control, and you can make it happen by saying a single word or two, Why would you not say that just because you you want somebody else to Like that that don't make sense? Like you know, if your if your all your happiness is right there on that table and all you gotta do is put your hand over there and touch it, you will refuse to do that on some prideful, on some
2: on some gender roles,
1: on show. some white male patriarchy. Mm. That's mm. that's when y'all want to be down with the patriarchy mm. when it's when it's when it's convenient for the for the scenario. And, and like,
2: my thing was, dog, like one, look at the dopeness of the gestures. She sent the nigga Kendrick tickets based off a convo they had previously had, both on a first date and in the car in Louisiana. They had just brought this back up, riding in a car.
1: So a young lady told me very recently, and I never thought about this. Yeah, she said. When a woman chooses a man or is the one to go after the man, they'll end up more happy because usually it's always a man choosing a woman and then they'll just accept whatever the person they get chose by. But when they get an opportunity to actually choose the person that they want, yeah. that relationship and that and that situation typically is better.
2: Oh, so women who don't like this don't like women having a choice, huh? Yeah. Mm. Mm. But, I, but like
1: I was like, that's interesting. No, it is though. But you know what I'm saying? But if it like, no, this usually it's like, oh, well, women gotta wait until the man approaches yeah. them and then like, okay, I'll go out with this man and see if I like him. Look at it like this.
2: Story. A man picking a woman's wedding ring versus a woman telling that man, I want this ring, that cut diamond, that band, that that di- da And then he goes and gets exactly what you said you wanted. I would rather
1: you be happy than me try to play a guessing game to try to make like
2: Hey, to relate it to the movie, what her dad say, Courtney B. Vance dad. I was persistent. She she told me no at first, but I was persistent. She didn't want you, fam. And it seemed like over the course of their relationship up until her death, he wasn't really treated that well.
1: Because they kept referencing something that Christina did to him. Yeah. They never said what it was. Yeah, I don't know if they were divorced. It looked like he
2: lived in a completely different place.
1: So I would definitely enjoy the director's cut or whenever this shit come on yeah. Apple to see the deleted scenes because yeah. it's gonna be something that was extra.
2: So. What was uh what was the point you wanted to get to? Was it about the movie or some other shit?
1: Comments about the movie. Okay, okay,
2: way. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to uh rap movie talk.
1: All right, man. I'm gonna go to this one because this one I I've, I've been sending this shit the most. Okay uh me i'm sorry my boyfriend of two plus years took me out to see the paragraph last night and oh, I then saw that. broke up with me yeah and i'm down about all the usual stuff but i cannot wrap my head around why he took me out first is this a thing are men okay and this was going around on twitter and everybody's talking about how men are trash and yep. how's say blah well how about this how about this probably had nothing to do Well, oh, i didn't want to be with you for a long time yeah and I've been mulling it over for a long time. But I said, you know what? I'm going to try to make this shit work. We're going to go out. We're going to have a good Valentine's Day weekend. Yep, yep. But while we was out on our date, it could have been what I've seen in this movie, wanting me to go after my dreams. Or I could just recognize this shit not working. Yeah, I don't want to be with you no more. Yeah. And I do not have to stay in a relationship that I don't want to stay in just because today is the day that we went out. Or just because today is Valentine's Day. My happiness and what I wanna do in my life is not dependent upon the date on a calendar if yeah. i literally decide finally i finally got enough balls to make this decision i don't give a fuck what day it is and it's not your place to make
2: someone be with you who don't want to be with you you know it's funny because i saw that tweet too because it went viral we got emails about it and yeah. shit. um what's funny about that tweet what i thought after reading it was maybe seeing that movie was the catalyst to drive him to say yo i need to end this I need to walk away from it. This ain't what I want. The same way Christina walked away saying, yo, Isaac, I love you, but this ain't what I want. This situation ain't right. And I know I'm cooking you red beans and rice right now. We was about to sit down and eat dinner and this moment might seem out of tune. But nigga, I'm telling you in this moment, I'm leaving. Like, how could you
1: watch the movie and then say, are men okay? This woman just left a nigga that that loved her to death and never told him she was leaving. Men are fine.
2: That woman okay? left a man that loved her to death. Never told him she was leaving. She also had a kid by that man that never told him that was his kid. What kind of foul shit is that? What if I said are women okay? Huh? The vitriol. Like, how do you have a baby by? I'm I'm over this shit. Yeah. Where, I'm
1: over this shit where it's like, well, I thought it would be easier. Nigga, you don't get to make that decision for nobody. That for me. Don't choose. That I for get me. to make the decisions about my life.
2: I have an ex girlfriend who was known for that she was known for not telling me certain things and not displaying certain things until I learned them naturally via someone else or something else and then it was well I didn't tell you because I didn't want to hurt you I didn't tell you because I didn't want to rehash an older issue that we had well if you would have told me we wouldn't rehash the issue I would be confident that you're you're telling me the truth now and rehashing the issue wouldn't be a thing that
1: shit is so whack your personal beliefs and what you would like to happen in a particular situation do not trump another person's feelings.
2: And just be honest, dog, you did it because you wanted to stay protected, not to protect me. That's just all it is, dog. Um, but all in all, dog, I I enjoyed this movie. Did you have some more joints you wanted to get to? i
1: got I think who else sent me this shit, dog?
2: I think I should delete it because it was a uh, one of mm. 24 hour.
1: It was about uh essentially about how toxic uh dude was Michael. because he told yeah. cuz he no. How Isaac was? Oh,
2: Isaac was toxic. Because, they better get
1: off my nigga. Uh, because he was re- he was unwilling to move to uh New York, and it left her no option but to go out there and do for self. And most, she was
2: doing for self in Louisiana. Most times, the
1: woman hey. has to sacrifice for the man, but in this one particular, si- you know how they let Let me tell women
2: one thing though, and it was very clear with Christina and Isaac, they were not married. So she had, no, or I'm sorry, pardon me, he had no more obligation to her than she had to stay there and cook his dinner every night for the rest of their life. We were not married.
1: And he, she made some red beans and rice in her mama house. Yeah. And he came over one day and now it's like, oh, oh he started treating her that food. man like
2: he was a problem. Yo, here's my thing, dog. Her getting up in the middle of the night, while I might not agree with her dipping the way she dipped. It's her decision. It was valid. Yo, if that's what you felt, that's what you felt. I'm never going to tell you wrong for following your dreams. But I will say he not wrong for not succumbing to your dream and belittling his and making his all of a sudden not matter. Like, I feel like there are so many instances where men have to delete all memory, all thoughts of whatever life they plan on having because a woman wants something. And now you have to no nigga, compromise, dog. If we going to do this, we going to figure out a way that we can both try to get as much of what we want individually
1: together. As much as I dislike her leaving in the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm never mad at it. She don't owe that to nothing. Not at all. What you do owe is to tell him that's his all son. Owe me about
2: my kid, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's, that's my fucking daughter. It was like, another let thing me know, that bro. was
1: popping over to Twitter and was like. Uh, that was basically saying if you ghosted somebody that's emotional abuse you owe them this you owe them that blah 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 no one owes you nothing I don't owe you a discussion about why you are not bad you are not good for me would that be ideal could that help you with your closure but as a person what if I can't deal with that maybe what if if I have this conversation with you you're gonna reason and logic me to death and I'm gonna end up staying in the situation no you don't owe them that yeah. now if we have a child you owe me yeah. to tell me
2: this my chick my kid because that's half mine literally biologically that's half mine and if i don't know that that's half mine yes i 100 agree with isaac and i loved his stance i should have asked hey if you thought that was your daughter ask but it wasn't your job to ask nigga it's her job to tell you that's your daughter. And that's just a fact. So,
1: like, was it corny and whack as hell for Michael to dip off to London? Yep. Or And was not going to tell her? Yep. But, nigga, we've been on two dates. I don't owe you that. Like, we did have sex.
2: Hey. Go back and find the Insecure episode that me and Jay recorded about old boy ghosting Issa this past season, the light-skinned cat that she met who took her on the L.A. tour yeah, and they got tacos and shit. all that. Dog dipped to Texas. We had, that's one of my favorite conversations we've ever had up here. because of got mental health issues. And I don't owe you to talk about my, mental, my medical history and all this other shit. People have a tendency to keep it real surface. I told the story of when my sister passed and a girl I had been kicking it with got hooked up she knew somebody I knew. That friend introduced us via social media. We FaceTimed a few times, talked on the phone, texted. We did all the shit, and she ain't live here. I was going to go see her and was planning that, and then the weekend I was going to go, my sister died midweek on a Wednesday. Hey, guess what? I never called over. I've known you for a few weeks. I've never even seen you physically, only seen you on FaceTime and on the gram. I didn't call, my first thought wasn't to call her and tell you, yo, I'm about to be distant, I'm about to be quiet, I'm not going to talk to you as much as we was just texting and talking. I ain't even thinking about her, to be honest, and that's not with ill intent or malice intent. It's because in that moment, you are nowhere near anything that matters in the moment of something that serious. So I ended up not ghosting her, but when she finally reached out, she reached out immediately and I always tell people, before you start going off and doing ask people how they doing. Yes. Please ask people how they doing, how they, how your day, you all right? Before you go into whatever it is about you, even if you going into how depressed you are, make sure people have the capacity to deal with your shit before you come at them. Because she came at me on some, where the fuck you been at, nigga? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in Dayton, trying to fucking plan my sister's funeral. What's up with you, nigga? Because my sister just died at 38 unexpectedly, and I just talked to her two days before like fuck is you talking about, my right. nigga. Like what is you now I'm pissed at you. And now you made yourself look dumb. And now ain't no coming back from that. None. Cause now I feel
1: disrespected yeah. in my moment. Now, when I look at you, I'm gonna I'm a I'ma I'ma add a disrespectful moment yeah. with a loved one of mine. Yeah. Like this is not Man. the energy you want. So listen, I get it where it's it's tough being ghosted. Yeah. And emotionally, but to call it emotional abuse and all the other stuff, no, no one owes you that and check it
2: out would i like it would i like closure? would i like an explanation and closure absolutely
1: every who wouldn't i don't want to be talking to somebody for months or weeks or whatever and let's never hear from again yes i would like it
2: but i can't tell them it's abusive and fam when i'm looking at the two relationships that we see in this movie i see michael and may who have been out on one day who had sex one time and who've been around each other all of four times total then i see Christina and Isaac, who have literally been around each other for however long, but they in love.
1: Had sex one time.
2: They talking marriage. They had sex one, one time. time, and that man said he wanted to marry her well before that. That's what lets you know the depth of that they one shit. night.
1: That was the first night they had. That sex. That they went
2: out and then to New Orleans, and then he was gone. She was gone two yeah. days later. And fam, he expressed several times prior to asking her, or I'm sorry, having sex with her, he wanted to marry her. So that means that man was in love, and he'd been in love, and they have been dating for however long. We don't get a timeline, but they clearly been dating for a while. She dipped on that nigga in the middle of the night and never to be heard from for four years. That ain't emotional abuse? Because that looks a lot more emotionally of impactful than, mm, I met this girl a couple weeks ago. We went out once. We fucked once. And, but I just got this job in London. I got to go now, nigga. Like, and then, again... Even though I still feel like he was cornered and sort of walked himself into that whole uh, I want to make it work situation. But he did at least tell her, I want to make it work. Like, So for all the planning of ghosting that he did, he never actually ghosted her. He just didn't call her back when she would have liked him to call her back. They bumped into each other by chance and he explained the whole shit. Eh, is what it is. And if he wasn't going to London, she would have clearly been okay with it because she had just asked the nigga to move to Louisiana. So all that to say, man. I enjoyed the movie. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um I, I,
1: I like all black romantic movies. Like that's just me though. When I watched the movie, I did not think nothing about the previews. I don't know if I was just in a minority. I yeah, clearly yeah. I am the minority. Nothing about the preview said, "Oh, this is going to be Love Jones part 2." Yeah. Nothing about the movie. I didn't I didn't want it to be. I didn't expect it to be. I seen people upset that it wasn't uh go watch Love Jones on Netflix.
2: I don't know what to tell you. And I I definitely obviously with a movie like this, you see the Love Jones comparisons. Um I get it. I I see him clear as day. I see why people thought it was. I see why people maybe felt like it wasn't. My biggest thing was This was a good movie. Was it excellent? Nah. Was it perfect? Nah. Was it an instant classic? I wouldn't say so. But is it a movie I'll watch again? Absolutely. Is it a movie that... I'll enjoy watching later in life with my girl and or with a group of friends and we all sitting up and we're talking about the shit as it happens and we're discussing these same things me and Jay talking about. Absolutely, dog. This was a good ass movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you here at this point at a pod because we didn't spoil the whole thing. But even if you have seen it, go see it again. It's still man. good. Go see it again, dog. Let us know what y'all think. Um, we got some feedback on on the podcast pages, but we want more, dog. Let us know what y'all thought about it. Uh, this Week in Culture on Facebook and Instagram. Email us at This Weekend Culture Pod. Send us your BlackBerry letters. This Weekend Culture at Gmail dot com. We also got a live show this coming Friday, Friday. at the Masonic Temple. Catch us. Uh, we'll be on stage about eight thirty. Yeah, catch us this Friday if you don't already have tickets. Get them. I don't really know, bro. This is kind of one of them. Eh. Yeah, we we may talk about uh this movie. Yeah, we could talk about the photograph. We could talk about. We should get up there and talk about Malcolm X. Yeah, I just finished that the other day. That's what we finished that. I I, I knew you finished it, but and then we'll have a full.
1: We'll have a full pod. But yeah, we'll talk, yeah, I think we have yeah. there for like twenty, thirty, like, yeah, yeah. 30 thirty minutes. We'll, we'll,
2: we'll figure. Out. We can talk about both shit. Mm. I ain't, we just tell them what we do, show them how we get you need down. Need a
1: BlackBerry letter,
2: yo, man, a, a good one too, like a real black. Send
1: a BlackBerry letter so we can discuss it live at this, uh, at this. Uh, yo,
2: matter of fact, whoever sent the first BlackBerry letter before our live podcast this Friday, or we could read a retro one. We if could. nothing else, we could do that. Yeah. But if somebody sent us a a BlackBerry letter before our live pad this Friday, I got you on movie tickets for two. How about that? Um, a real it, letter. Don't make a real letter. Letters. Yeah, don't come at me because I'm gonna be able to tell if it's some bullshit, nigga. Don't don't be like. I met this nigga named Isaac. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Now you
1: want to go (laughs) to New Orleans. Look, they're going to write a letter.
2: (laughs) That bitch going to start out, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. But in the meantime, yo, if you've seen the photograph, keep supporting it. Go see it again, man. It was a good enough movie to check out twice. Maybe that second time around you will feel different. Let us know what y'all thought. This Week in Culture on all the socials. Uh, I'm at, that's Jay Johnson, This Week in Culture, episode 86. We'll be back next week. Peace.